0: for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around, providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. Real people, real topics, real talk.
1: Thanks for tuning in. It's Wednesday, March 18, 2018. We're coming to you live and direct from WODU on the campus of Old Dominion University. I'm in the studio with my girl, Paula B. again. How are you doing, boo?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Well, Jada Carson.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Hey.
1: Jada got some big news for us later oh, on. I know. <laughs> I'm so
2: excited for her to do the tell all about yes. it.
1: Yes. How are you ladies doing? How are your week? How's your week going?
2: Better. I'm getting better because, you know, I have been suffering. Both since of us. La- yes, of this us. last Wednesday. I've had this terrible cold. Yeah. Been on antibiotics, prednisone, and this very strong cough medicine. And I'm still hacking up a lung.
1: Yeah. You're on an antibiotic though, right? Yes. Because she just put me on the antibiotic this week um, for 10 days, but it's still horrible. Yeah, it's still horrible. And they're saying that the pollen count is going to get worse. So she Mm -hmm. told me I'm going to still probably have the congestion, but it will clear up the infection that I have, the antibiotic.
2: Yes, and I had just been coughing because I was like, I'm going to need a check x-ray because the cough just lingers on and on like I smoked a whole pack of cigarettes. I don't even smoke. Mm -hmm. But this cough is just crazy. Yeah. But I think it makes my voice sound sexy. What do you mean? All saying? right.
1: A little Barry Whitish. A little Barry Whitish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Jada, do you suffer from, suffer, do you suffer from sinuses, <laughs> allergies?
3: Uh, sometimes. It's you been d- knocked up a little bit, but it hasn't been too major. Uh, okay. I usually get on like saline spray when, not, when I'm back home. They put
1: me on a saline, no, no, no. those are rins. You fill it with water and the things and you squirt it up and then it comes out. Cause I was in the neti pot, but she told me not to do the neti pot anymore. Uh, she put me on a uh, nasal rinse, and it's just gross.
2: That that's disgusting.
1: Yeah, but after you do it, you, you feel so <coughs> that the congestion is is gone.
2: I know, but it's just the whole process is putting something in and then it's just running. I say I would choke. I, I wouldn't be able. You to have do to it. open
1: your mouth. Justin did it and he choked because he kept his mouth closed.
2: No, I'm I like, so you I,
1: just, ugh. that's ew, like, that uh, is so gross. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> dinner time, and this is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I, you went and checked out the movie. I did. Acrimony. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh. I did, and I told, And then you text me with some BS, and I was like, well, I don't understand how you got your, your, your idea of what the movie was about.
2: Yes, I was texting you during the movie yeah. because the things that people were telling me, I was not seeing. I wasn't picking it up. Picking it up. I don't understand how you...
1: Okay, so tell, what so, did you okay, think? Okay,
2: so I understand why she was angry about giving him... She gave him everything. Right. Because for me, he did pimp her for her money. Because, okay, so... Define
1: pimp. What is pimp?
2: Okay, so what I'm
1: saying
2: <clears throat> is that he gave her this whole sad song, I mean, story about when they were sitting on a bench mm-hmm. and... How he couldn't afford. He got kicked out of school because he couldn't afford to go to school. So of course, you know he's giving her that sad story, and he knows that she um, she loves him and would do anything for him. So what she do? Strike a check to pay for that. Then he tells her, "Oh, I would do really well, much better with my battery if I had transportation." And then so that's what she, when is
1: that when he had the gun to her head?
2: Okay, so you mentioned that gun Uh to me because you didn't let me finish my my story. But that's okay. So I'm just going to go right to the gun thing. Uh It's not a physical gun, but Uh the gun he used was the L word gun, which is L-O-V-E. That is the gun he used to manipulate her to do what he wanted.
1: I, I don't agree with
2: that. Okay, so he gives it a story about, oh, I could get this place faster, that place faster, only if I had a car. So what does she do? She buys him a car. So she buys Holmes a car.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I buy you a car. You ain't even you're not even calling me now. I mm-hmm. haven't heard from you for two weeks. A couple of you.
1: days. Couple of days.
2: Uh, it's uh, a couple I of days.
1: She said
2: a couple sure? of days okay. Yeah. Okay, i right. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go I'm gonna give you a couple of days. Yeah. So I'm waiting, then uh-huh. I call you to say, you know, hey, how you doing? What's up? And you all not shot Oh hey, how are you?
4: Uh-huh. In the
2: meantime, you on that in that trailer, <laughs> she just having to drive by yeah. and she see the girl's hand on the mirror. Yeah, on the on, on the window. window. Yeah. And the trailer's going back and forth. You know, uh-huh. if the house is a rocket, don't no, come a knocking. Yeah. You know the right, same, right, right? right? So the trailer was a rocket. Uh-huh. She I don't she ran right into that. You gonna? I bought you a car, uh-huh. you haven't called me, nor have you picked me up in the car to take me anywhere. Uh-huh. And then you going to end up, uh, uh,
1: Is she not responsible for her own feelings? I mean, what? I don't understand how he's at fault.
2: He used her. Yeah. Then Okay, so then, and another part <laughs> is that, and then he, not working, she was getting up going to work every day. Every day. And worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I'll try to get a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll see no what I can get." And at no time,
1: she, because she, she had not said, if you don't get a job, how are you going to be able to afford all the stuff that you know? So
2: here's my thing. This is what everybody was saying.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Oh, my dreams! You're not supporting yeah. me. What about my dreams? Are you Are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. This chick was supporting you before she was uh, even your wife. She was supporting you. So wow. when is it going to come a time you support yourself? Because you know it didn't. Now that's support. interesting. To me. If
1: you saw this and movie and you have something to add to it, please call seven five seven. Six eight three four four zero five. I, was, I seen definitely it. need I need, your help. I need yeah, your help. I'm not
2: saying that everything she did was right. Mm-hmm. The point that wow. I didn't like is is always the same sad song as far as the man is concerned. Mm-hmm. You didn't support me. You didn't support my dreams, but mm-hmm. all the all the things that I what was everything that I was doing this whole time?
1: And then I was what? supporting you and, and, Give and me then a break. And then what? She, she gave up on him. Because of what? Oh, Not because God. of her own intuition, but it was because of her family listening to people around I, her. I
2: think that that was just a small piece of it. I, I think don't think that, that she was, was a small o- piece of see, it I, I at think think all. She, she didn't make up her mind spider. until they started
1: whispering into her ear.
2: Yeah, about the wallet. But the thing of it is is that the girl he was banging in the trailer, that was the same girl's wallet.
1: Okay, but, but you, I
2: don't even remember. Nothing
1: ever happened.
2: Yeah, but I don't even know, I, I don't, I must have missed something or dozed off like for a half a second because I never, did. I never even see her get in the trailer. I mean, in the, in the truck, the leader wallet. Mm-hmm. But the thing of it is, is that me, I think the girl was the opportunist anyway. Which one? The the girl he ended up marrying because if it wasn't for that girl, because mm-hmm. she did all this investigation, mm-hmm. investigating, if it wasn't for her, he would have never got in the press guy anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So the thing of it is, is that she knew what she was doing. She she took advantage of to, for me. I don't think she did. T-
1: when when you see that you, you when me? you when you see that you have a good a good thing, you're not going to support it. You're not going to pour into it. So how did she-, she? She researched the tapes. She saw that the man was passionate about it. She believed in what he was doing, and she did what she could, which is the same thing Taraji should have continued to do. Because I would agree, in the beginning she was pouring into his vision, but she got sidetracked by those people whispering in her ears. Other people being in her business, being in her relationship. That's what happened. We allow these other people to come and tell us that the grass is greener or that our spouse is not right. doing what they should be doing, and then we take their side. It's almost like that snake in the garden with Adam and Eve, remember that? Right, about the apple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And that's I, where she messed up at.
2: I, but for me, I mean, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you, but her sister never liked homes from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But she still dated him anyway. Regardless Mm -hmm. of what her sister said, Mm -hmm. she still was with him. She Mm -hmm. still... I mean, he lost... Because from
1: school, he had that dream. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: And then you you make me lose my mother's house. Mm -hmm. So everybody... Wait, 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 wait. Hold it, but everybody was making me seem, before I saw the movie, uh-huh. you know, they were telling me about it. they were like, oh, oh my bad. God, he gave her $10, $10 million, uh-huh. and he gave got her mother's house back, he didn't do, but he didn't, make, do, he, but didn't he, make, he, did.
1: he didn't make her, do. you can't make a grown woman do anything,
2: look, but, but the thing, now maybe, I mean, maybe
1: not, she was so much in love with him, thank you, that she was I'm willing to do that, sides. supporting
2: him, yes, all right, but she,
1: he didn't make her do anything, she had a choice, she could have said, no, I'm not putting my mom's house up, I but, would have said no, so, okay. look, I'm look, not putting my mom's house up, for Nate or Justin. I'm not putting my mouth But she did stuff.
2: that because of his dream and because of that the That was her choice. He, the manipulation. So he didn't make her do it. Right. So, okay. So here's my thing. Uh-huh. So then you become successful. You give me $10 million uh-huh. and you bring me these flowers and, oh, I got your mother's keys. I can't say what I said to my friends about <laughs> it, but I said, the blink, blink made me lose the house in the beginning. You wasn't doing me a favor. I lost my mother's house he because won't of give
1: you. Me, he won't. The judge already said should. he didn't have to do that. Ten million dollars oh. the house will did you see the house the house won't even work ten million dollars. Right, but
2: the thing of it is that look what he did to the family business though. He owned that because you decided He were not
1: doing nothing but driving stuff around.
2: Yeah, but he made them lose their biggest account. Everything was about him. I everything. Think everything was about this. Guy. But
3: look, I I can't even be on her side though. It's just who's side. No, I can't be on anybody's side. No. It's <laughs> just interesting to me how like y'all just came in here and just made her seem like she was just the antagonist and she was just she mopey. Was just and then you come in and you're like, Oh my god, she was supporting her from the beginning. It's just really Interesting how this is just playing There's out. The two sides of it, and I think that's what made
1: the movie so good: is that people walked away at odds about how they saw the movie and who. Yeah, they felt people like saw most. the
2: movie in two totally different
3: ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: but the
2: th- right. I mean, I think that I'm the only. Well, one... what was your takeaway? My takeaway was that I mean, she was, she was hurt. She was devastated because that lady was living her life. But I think because that lady was an opportunist, mm-hmm. that she knew what she was doing. But he kept telling her the whole time and this is another thing that I did not like mm. was that uh, what, what was her name? Mel. In the movie? Yeah, her name was Mel. Mel, I love you. I love you, Mel. Y-
1: and you don't think you he loved all-
2: her? Okay, so if you loved her, as many opportunities that she gave him to get it right, even though he divorced her, they got divorce. She, divor- divorced, she him. divorced him. Uh-huh. And if you loved her, why didn't you go try to win her back? Why did you go he, to the other lady? No he didn't.
1: Went in the room when she had all his stuff in the middle of the floor and she told him get out. he
2: became rich. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. No, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. He did that and she told him she was adamant that she wanted it to be over with. now that I have money, you want me to come back and do it again? And even when she came when he came to the place with the money, she still had the attitude. And was saying that he had what? Because she got you got well, he said, I just need 10 seconds. She said, you got two. So she still had the attitude.
2: Well, her eyes was closed because she was so hurt because she's. It's
1: not his fault. It's not his fault. She got exactly. So what you she don't de- think. She got any... more than what she deserved, actually. Well,
2: you talking about the 10 million?
1: Yeah, she would have she been broke. If it was me, I would have right. gave her the house back. Everything I ever, she, she invested in me, I would have gave her back. But she wouldn't have got $10 million with that
2: attitude at all. So you don't think that she deserved after everything that <laughs> she lost? She lost over a mill herself. She invested a, a I mean, invested she over a mill. She didn't have mil a million dollars
1: to start with. She only she was only given, I think, was it three hundred some thousand dollars from the yeah. But the she
2: all together it was a mill. One she a forty eight dollars and thirty six cents.
1: What she only got three hundred some dollars for three hundred some thousand dollars from the um insurance policy, and then she had the house.
2: So let me ask you this question. When he saw all the money dwindling down, because she had to, like, pr- pretty much force him to get a job, he still had no compassion for her to say, hey, my wife is working two jobs. I'm sending all her money. I use, she used up all her revenue on me. I need to get my butt up and get a job. He still didn't want to do that. So, you know so I, who was her, where was her support? Who was going to support her? Who helped her? What, what, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I want to know why, why
1: was she so handicapped? to the fact where you feel, you feel like somebody put a good... She had a choice. she made a conscious decision that either she was stupid and she wanted to invest in him or she was so much in love with him that she wanted to invest in him. I mean... Right, that's the
2: support so do you that think
3: everybody... Those are, so a, those were the two choices that she had. Those are the two choices. She, was she either too choice, in love or she had,
1: a too cho- stupid. She had a choice to say yes or she had a choice to say no. Okay. And because she said I yes, I don't think you should be penalized for it. Uh, but... And wh- if, to me, it sounds like you're penalizing him. For her saying yes,
2: but what I'm saying is that where who was supporting her this whole time? Where was her support coming from? Where was she? She's so, she so. I
1: mean, the whole time, it's, this her is a whole man. Life was just my takeaway: up it him. was a man, and I can I can I relate to the fact that he had a dream so much that that's all he was focused on. Same thing I am. I mean, you know, I've looked for jobs, but I'm so far I've gotten hired for jobs, and when they call me, I tell them <laughs> I don't <laughs> even want it yes, that is because right. I'm focused on a dream. So I understand his focus. Being on that dream, and then him telling her everything that he was going to give her. And in the end, he did give it, but it was to the different woman because she gave up on him. Because See, that's, she was, that's the she gave up on him because she told him that she wanted the relationship was over because of what the people were telling her. Yeah,
2: him. but my thing of it is, is that, my thing of it is, is that um, they keep saying that she gave up on him. She did. I, I mean,
1: whatever pushed you to that point, she gave up on him. She gave up on him.
2: See, that's why that's why I have my problem. I, I have my problem because they it, were saying it, that she's at that point up is it giving
3: him. up or is it looking out for yourself?
2: Right. I mean well, like, well, for her well being well, how when, much when more is, can if she if you had
1: held on just a little bit longer. But what if it, it never been came you. to fruition? It would have been her.
2: But what if it never came to fruition and she kept just doing it?
1: Well, I mean, it? that's a that's a marriage. It's a marriage. They were married.
2: I I, <sighs> I understand, well, I understand that, but the thing of it is is that when he when he told her, oh, I'll try to, you know, I'll try to do better. I'll try mm-hmm. to get a job. I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do Mel,
1: Perhaps he should have gotten a job. But maybe then, by then, he wouldn't have the time to focus on getting that invention <coughs> to the point where he needed it to be. So that Prescott could want it. He was focused on his dream.
2: Right. My girlfriend's trying to call in at 683-4405. Yes. She said it was ringing. I'm going to tell her to try to call again.
1: Oh, God. I need some guys to call in, 683 440
2: 683
1: right? Yeah, uh-huh.
2: Five. Seven, five, Welcome five, to the show,
1: Michael. Three, four, four, five, How are you? Good. Did you oh, see the movie, yeah. No. It so what do you say? What, what do you say about this?
5: I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What? I saw Slide it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I do think she was entitled to some money, though, and that's why he came for the $10, exactly. Ten million, right. $10 million, mm-hmm. yeah. But as far as like entitled to anything other than this? yeah, no, because it was
1: what a she man said, that had a dream, and he said, When this dream happens, this is what I'm gonna do for you. I mean, so it's anybody who's passionate about other their dream, and all they want is somebody to believe in. That's really what a spouse is supposed to be. They're supposed to be there for you to support you, to believe in you. <laughs>
3: You don't think so? Yeah. But from what I hear, it sounds like she did support them and believed in them. But I felt like if she kept on doing it, I think that she would have been messed up. That's what she it sounded like to me.
5: Up,
2: what do you mean? She like she
5: was she was already bipolar. messed up she, was, yeah,
1: she, she was, was already she messed, was messed up, up. cuz she said you know what she said, she you, said know, you, know, she you know still, i can be the devil yes, you
2: know i can be the devil i'm like so you she already had, had issues so she already had issues yeah. she helping
3: this man i feel like she couldn't do anything else she was yeah, that desperate i know it, like the other people more than her. the return
1: on her investment I mean, she only had 300 <laughs> some dollars. remember that
0: i'm telling say she says she's
2: been over a million on him She was lying. She could. So, she was lying. So, that was just a little part.
1: She didn't have a meal to start with. She only had (laughs) 300-something. The uh, insurance policy was 300-something thousand dollars. It it showed it up there. Remember, it was dwindling now because she said yes to those different things. She could have said no.
2: Okay. So, if she want to say, see, this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. This is where the the controversy comes in because Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, she could have said no. But then you're going to get the same dog and pony show that oh you're not supporting your man. You can support. She wants support so if I said no I'm not going to give you any of my money, I'm not going to do that, but I'm still going to support you. Then mm-hmm. they're going like how you support, support is you. not
1: only financial. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the it one, could that, be I baby, I, mean, I, was, I believe in your dreams, but nobody's I'm the only one working here. So I I need this money to make sure that we can survive while you're trying to get your dream off the ground. She was evidently she she did have something going on up here in her mind. And then, you know, she just wasn't responsible enough.
5: I'm going to tell you one thing, too, though, that I got from it. Why the second woman deserved everything she got. Uh-huh. Know, is because she not only supported him, she helped him. She helped him. To get she was to where okay. he was supposed so, to get. Uh, and the only now reason why like... she
2: was able to help him was because <laughs> she worked at the damn place. But she and was she invested, work, though. But if, she did not, if she did not work there, she would be in the same boat as Taraji. Same boat. But, but she, look, in the, though. Now, this is, okay, answer me this question. All these years he was trying to get in there from college. Mm-hmm. They were saying no, no, told him you better not call here again. We got security. We done right. sent you a letter. Mm-hmm. They done locked him down. They didn't even want to hear from him. They mm-hmm. almost had to call the FBI because mm-hmm. they thought he was crazy and right. all this other kind of stuff. She's only pulled his file because he asked her to and he saw that she worked there. Mm-hmm. And then she was he was she was like, No, I really can't do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was a little curious. But the thing of it is is that they said no all these years, and all of a sudden, she's like, oh, you really need to listen to all me? these,
1: All yeah. those years, and then all of a sudden, God places somebody in his life that can help him.
5: And Taraji you never called him. Now. Taraji, never called Taraji never called Prescott. Why'd you
2: go there with me? what
5: you saying? Taraji never called Prescott. Oh,
3: you can't just sit she there and say, oh, she never When you got a woman that's
5: down for you and real for you and supporting you to that point, you remember how she was in Hustle and Flow with uh Terrence Howard? She got him that chain. She mm-hmm. got him the light. It's a level of support that's more than money. It's like I'm in there but with why
2: you. But why are we always deemed, um, why are we always the ones that, oh, you don't support me, you don't support me, you don't support me? And we do support, but after a while, how much more support do you need? And then when, when are we going to get our support after you drain us dry from supporting <laughs> you? When, when is that going to happen?
1: I can't keep repeating the same thing to
2: you. So <laughs> it's just
1: not long enough.
2: <laughs> because no one is answering my questions. I've
1: answered your questions several times.
2: I don't like the answer.
1: Well,
5: She only had $300,000. Right. She only had that.
1: And, and, you know, at any point, you can say no. I mean, I've been in relationships, and they've asked for things, and I know how much I got in the account, and I know how much <laughs> I need. I, I don't have it. Yeah. You know, I hope you do well. And I'll you, be there for you but I'm not buying that. But
2: then if you say no Okay so you, okay. Then you're the worst person in the world. Oh, you're not well, supporting. They'll get now like everybody knows they where you are trying to no.
1: come from. You are trying to come from
3: so if you would have said no to the money but I'll stick through it with you. Yeah. It would have been We're better. Married, so baby. now that's your joke. so that's yeah. your clear argument. Okay, I didn't get your argument from the beginning cuz you it sounded like
2: Okay, but I get it now.
3: Yeah. yeah.
5: See, that's what the judge said too. He was like but why was He didn't have to get exactly.
2: No, but the thing of this, she didn't have to give her money, but he was pulling at her heartstrings because he was playing with her emotions. The,
1: the, you don't think he, so you don't think he loved her? Is that what you're saying? I'm not
2: mm. saying that that's he That's what you're saying. Saying so so that you're saying. I'm saying that So you're saying that
1: he told her that he loved her,
5: wow. and that's
1: why she was doing it for him. He did love her.
5: Mm. But he knew she Are had Are you denying 92? that, that
1: he loved her, you, that you feel like he didn't love her? Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm not going to say that he did not love Mel. Okay. I'm not going to say he didn't. So, but he knew, that was he her knew choice how to manipulate her to get what love. he wanted. And you know that people <laughs> know how to manipulate you to, when they know that you are in love with them.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What?
2: I
5: don't know about that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. What? Look.
2: Are you trying to tell me <laughs> that you've never dated a girl? That you knew that you weren't that crazy uh, about, but she you were crazy about her. No, she was really crazy about you, but you wasn't that crazy about her. And that you used the L word on her just to get what you wanted. Are you gonna say you never did that?
5: I think it, it was the other was, way that's around. A total yes. di- that's
1: a totally different situation. It was the no, other way that's, around, that's though. No question,
5: though. And I knew she was manipulating me, but I liked it kind of, and so I went along with it. I think women do it a lot more than men. That's the flip of uh, the script of the, oh. of the, of the, of the card. Kay. It's like I need some. Y'all are shit. I'm h- home. Wow, so I'm da- 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 I got da- another and... encounter. Uh-oh. Well, Whoa.
3: it's not an encounter with me. It was with my roommate. Mm-hmm. But okay, she was on Facetime with this dude, and he was just talking about how how all these girls he just get like one up on him. Mm-hmm. Like he went on a date with one girl, and then he showed a picture of his cousin's baby. It was like, well, she needs some clothes. Da-da-da-da-da. And she gave him 130 dollars just like that. Men manipulate women all the time. I mean, we I guess we He's, do it too, but like not. No, 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 I'm just saying in general. <laughs> How did he get it? No, he just asked.
1: And she gave it? And she gave him
3: and $130. This
0: fall? I need to take this
1: and it was his fault. $130. So, oh, so you, what y'all are saying is y'all are spokeswomen for saying that women are weak. Their minds no, are Okay, weak. let me tell you. Remember that story I you told. Sound, It sounds like that? you're saying that women are weak. See, no. And all you no, have to no, do is say saying, a couple things to them. them you and y'all
3: are but one you thing about it is, not every person is the same. I mean,
1: if she was growing up, both of your arguments sound like you're saying women are weak.
2: No, we're not saying that we're weak because the thing of this is that we're loving and caring and compassionate oh, and just and nurturing soulless just like remember I told you about the guy that I was dating mm-hmm. um I was young he was 10 years older than me and he was like oh and I had got this loss I really shouldn't be sharing the story but I'm so transparent I really don't care Go ahead. so mm-hmm. anyway he was like um you know I need a car so I can get around da that and mm-hmm. I you know giving me this whole sad story mm-hmm. so I was like because we always want to help our men and be mm-hmm. supportive and all of that oh. just like I tribes. need some
1: violins so, Go ahead.
2: Yeah,
1: y'all
2: know this a So I was like, okay, so, you know, I helped him, you know, gave him some money so he could get the car, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, of course, it was a piece of crap that he bought. Anyway, mm-hmm. I couldn't even get you to pick me up to take me to McDonald's. Wow.
1: So there was a, it was like, if I do that, then you do, you have to do this. Huh? When you did, if I buy you this car, then this is what you need to do for me? Is that what it was like? Mm.
2: No, I'm not saying well, that. what I understand I'm saying your is complaint. That, my complaint is is what I was saying at the very beginning. Mm. You give us the, the sad puppy dog eyes, and I need this, and this to help me do this. And then X-Y-T. you volunteer, okay, I'll and buy then, you
1: a car. And then you're mad when he doesn't do with the car what you want him to do with it? So you're saying you're controlling.
2: No, I'm not. Don't, <laughs> he's Don't He's a <laughs>
1: out no. I, You're I, losing I the battle. I, I don't understand what you're saying.
2: Really? When you okay, give I'm somebody glad, something, it used, should have I'm, no
1: strings attached Ooh. to it. Okay, so I'm glad
2: that you said it controlling no because strings. really you were controlling by manipulating my emotions, controlling my emotions by the love word and giving me that sad so story again, to try to again, women are weak. You. But why, why do men always have to give the story that they need so much help all the time? I never well, see.
1: Uh, this is what you say. From <laughs> now on, if you ever hear it again and you got a girlfriend, you say, I'm so sorry to hear that you're having that issue, and I'm going to pray for you. That you can find you a car. No, that's my response. Go into your account and then get a the car. Then you're upset because he don't pick you up for work. But
2: then you're the bad person because you don't support me. You've never me, been the bad person. Me. No, I'm I'm too much of a giver.
1: Oh, you you if if not, but for me, you've been the bad person before. <laughs> Have so, I? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I can.
2: But the thing of it is, is that a lot of women, I mean, I've learned, I've learned from those mistakes. And I, when I go to talk to young girls, I tell them those stories, not to get caught up in those situations like Mm. that, because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't end up with the guy anyway. And he is using you for what, for, for his own personal gain. And that's a shame. You should be able to go out and buy what you want. But if you happen to run into a woman or a young girl that loves you, compassion, mm-hmm. and really wants to support you. You wouldn't be, and I'm supporting you and giving you things mm-hmm. that you need, that you said is going to help you be successful. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be in a trailer banging Betty. What?
5: You he made a bet- mistake.
1: He made. Now he did that. Oh,
2: oh, so now his so now mistake comes mistake. up.
1: Now, he, now, he, now, now his, now his now mistake comes up. I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up, but he <laughs> was wrong. He made a mistake. Though. So but.
2: how much did he love her? How he much was did young. he care? People
1: make he mistakes. Was People make oh, mistakes.
2: Oh, now let me get the violence
1: out. People make so, mistakes. So, now,
3: people, make so mistakes. Like
1: mistake. people make mistakes. People
2: make mistakes. <laughs> so wow. do we he love her? I mean, her?
1: people are in love and make mistakes. And, I mean, all of us up. every day. Yeah. So we can't question that because that answer that happened. And you <laughs> know <laughs> what? You, they weren't married at this time. They a, were just boyfriend girlfriend.
2: But he took her money. That and was a
1: million dollar money, mistake. She gave too. him his money.
2: But he presented. Take her the money. Presented, is he
1: went inside her account? Signed her name, stole it, or, you know, I'm going to pay you back, whatever. But when you buy me a car, I didn't do anything. You were just nice. You were either nice or you were a fool. One of the two. That's being
2: nice. And then, of course, everybody makes it out like you're a fool for doing that. But you're thinking at the time, oh, he loves me and I love him and we're going to be together forever. And that's why Uh. I said the L word is the gun. You think he prayed
5: on a... A, exactly. a woman that was naive, exactly. yeah, for money. That's what.
2: That's what it sounds yeah, like. You know, it, the, I think it, me it me might have started like that's off. That's like what that. it sounds Straight like. It on sounds the woman like that. Who
5: maybe had low, did she have low self esteem?
2: Now we got to have low self esteem because I'm we're I'm just trying generosity. to. I'm trying
1: to figure out why you feel like this woman was a victim because she chose to give some man a money and buy him a car. I mean, who needs that type of validation? What type of woman? She so has to so, either.
2: So he was all happy when they went to the car dealership because he. Was I would have been happy. Yeah, but the thing of it is, is that why give her the story? Why didn't you go out and go get your own? Mm. You knew why give her the story? Why tell it to her and present it in a way? Oh, if if I get this Mel, I can I can do so much more. Mm-hmm. Why present her the story? Why not say, wow. Oh, Mel, I'm about to go get three jobs. I'm gonna hold it down so I can go ahead and get this car, so I can do what I want to do. Now got that's a man, and I, can, it, and I can and I can hold my own down. I can point, do my battery. She could nip, so nip in the belt and yeah, said, No. OK, no. Well, I hope somebody call no. in because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that no. agree with me. But what? you got
5: to think, had he never had he never cheated on her with the other woman. Would he be able to get his invention in Prescott? Because Prescott wasn't even paying attention. The only person that looked at it was the woman. And that was, you know, the one he had cheated with.
2: Yeah. And until I forgot that part, because I think mm-hmm. that he was saying that um, Mel wasn't supporting him. So as soon as she found out that the woman that was a that was a being <laughs> let me go let me go check and see what it's about.
5: Well, she was delu- that's why she broke up. She was delusional. She you snooze, you, you lose.
1: Again. And that's what he did. That's, well, that's why did. his
2: behind was laying on that yacht floor, crawling with well, that. You
1: wait till part two come out. You think that's justified. She, ain't, she, ain't well, never, part two? she ain't never opened her eyes at the end in, in the water, so um, well, my and my we don't know if he got if hurt, if he did or what.
0: Well she
2: cut off his foot, didn't she? I
1: think she she off his hit foot. something with that. She, she hit something. I think she broke it.
3: Yeah, I need to go and see this movie But I went from.
1: Part two coming. Watch.
2: Mm, we'll see. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. our first guest is getting ready to call in. He is Eric Lynn. He was actually a contestant on the Emmy Award winning The Voice on NBC um, for season 13. And um, he was on Team Jennifer Hudson. That's my favorite person. Yeah. So, oh, wow. He is actually getting ready to. I think he's trying to call me on this phone. Oh. Uh, so hopefully he'll go ahead and call in on this other line for us but um excited to hear about him his experience on the voice
2: Mm -hmm. i'm excited to hear about it too and i wonder i'm hoping that i get a chance to sing a few lines so he can critique my voice oh god
1: Uh (laughs) why do you want him to do that
2: (laughs) i love
5: the environment here man it's so (laughs) relaxed.
2: Why do you love it? Because we're crazy?
5: Maybe because maybe I like feel like I know you guys now. And it's like we're family mm-hmm. type of feeling. Versus like you just getting to know people. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. We have a good vibe.
5: It's very the laid positive. back. Yeah, yeah, very laid back.
2: That, that positive vibe. So are you saying that um, because I have this cold um, that my regular singer voice, um, I what, shouldn't
5: do it? St- Falsetta probably. Which still
1: really isn't, it, you know. That's great, but you know False. <laughs> well, maybe you should try it. I am Unless see try if it. it's improved.
2: Do you know how many times I've sang on this show? No. I, like I mean. three times. <laughs> Did you
3: guys um watch any of the Coachella performances?
1: No, I didn't even see the Beyonce. You mean woman. the the B Yeah, the B Yeah. Is it B or Bay? Bay. Bay. Why is it Bay and she's Beyonce? Yeah, but Are you is sure is it's that?
3: not B? Because like she says it in a lot of her songs. Oh she says um, Bay. Mm-hmm. She's
1: so icky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you why did you say that But um, I didn't say it on the shave room they're trying to compare her to Michael Jackson again
1: Ooh. and people going oh about crazy. the greatest performer yeah
2: she's good she
1: for this is. day Beyonce. for this day and age she's good
2: but I think uh, me myself she's
1: the f- best concert I've ever seen wow Beyonce? yeah Kurt Franklin's the second wow Kurt Franklin's concert was he right. came to Chrysler Museum <laughs> his thinking. show is off the hook though he's wow. probably a good entertainer but yeah. he cannot sing
2: yeah. I've seen him in concert. I don't even think,
1: you Have you seen see the Maxwell, Maxwell
5: show before? Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I've been
5: a to a, a couple to Maxwell's. the Maxwell Ooh. show.
2: That, that's how I broke, lost my, uh, messed up my <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> what? At the Maxwell show. Does she she messed up I a love? bracelet. Because <laughs> I was just going crazy.
5: Yeah, the women, women go crazy song, from Maxwell.
2: Um, what is the song uh, from Love and Basketball?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh.
3: Um,
2: Yes, that's it.
1: Love basketball. Okay. Uh, I think I think our I, I think it's our first birth. guest is on the line. Yes. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. Hi, is this oh. Eric? Yes, this
4: is he. How are
1: you? Great, Eric. We were just introducing you. Thank you for calling into the show. This is Mr. Eric Lynn from season thirteen of The Voice. How is your evening going, sir? Well, I guess in California it's not evening it's yet, right? Mm-hmm. This afternoon, yes,
4: yeah, it's, uh, it's about to be five o'clock. Okay, well, I guess it's that
1: okay. So, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the voice, your experience, and what things you have going on next. Um, first, how did you get your start in music?
4: Um, I started off in church singing in choir, and um, my mother put me in a lot of different um musicals growing up, and um grade school so that's kind
1: of like where i started off
5: but i'd say church was like the biggest
1: thing church
5: was the biggest thing wow okay mm-hmm. okay how you doing eric this is michael jamil jazz saxophonist um also a musician myself how well cool cool how are yes, you sir and i also started in church so kudos to that um cool Thank that's usually where most of the great musicians start at yeah um so Church you, background, yeah. <laughs> right. You have a very unique voice and you said you used to get teased about it when you were young. Uh why did they tease you and, and how would you describe your style of music?
4: My voice was um it was extremely higher, um, when I was younger. It's high now, but um um The tonal quality, I guess, could be uh, compared to, like, an Elder Barge or a Tevin Mm -hmm. Campbell. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I don't think that anyone in my age bracket or in, like, my generation knew stuff like that, like, about Elder Barge or Lil Jimmy or, um, you know, what is it, Um, Tevin, Keyvon Edmonds. No one talked about them. So, like, Mm. when... They heard me and was just like, why do you sound like that? Like, people that I grew up with was like uh, Casey and JoJo, Usher, um, you know, the more the more baritone-ish, 2nd tenor voices. So, but yeah, like, I just, I guess the more I loved myself or just listened to the people that I wanted to listen to to hone my craft, I became more comfortable in my gift.
5: Oh, wow.
2: Okay. okay. Hey, Eric, this is um, Paula B. How are you?
4: Good, how are
2: you? I'm doing very well and I like to wanted you to know that I like to sing as well. Nobody in the studio loves likes my singing. <laughs> Mm-mm.
4: Nobody. Mm-mm.
2: Not at all. But I love to sing. <laughs> you know, the people that cannot sing but we love to sing the most, yeah. don't mm-hmm. we? Don't we? Absolutely. That's <laughs> Not- <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. And I told them that before we get off the air that I want to sing with you. Is that okay?
1: And if she wants you That's to fine. judge her, Which can 22? you can you please tell her <laughs> to stop singing? be honest, yes, yeah, just be
4: honest be honest brutally okay. honest and I'm ask okay. question I to got you. you I got you,
2: thank you, um, so how did you decide to audition for the voice?
4: oh man, um, the funny thing is, I wasn't nervous. I think that leading up to it, I was like, okay, I'm on pins and needles about it, but the day of, I was really fine um. My audition was cool. Um, I, there was only two chairs left at the time, oh, wow. and uh, I got one chair, and that was Jennifer. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's awesome. It was very mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah.
2: I mean, I love it was extremely would... mind blowing. I
4: didn't think. Um, say that again. I said, I'm sorry to be to cut you off. Go ahead. What were you
2: gonna say?
4: No, I'm just saying I didn't think Jennifer was going to turn for me because of the um, the style of voice that she has. Like, her voice is extremely demanding and, um, you know, just a really, really big voice. Mm-hmm. And I was just banking that, you know, it was probably going to be, like, Blake or Adam. But when she turned, I was really excited because I've been a fan of Jennifer since, exactly. God, American Idol days. <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, so how was it working with Jennifer, being on her team? Did she
4: give you good tips? Amazing. At- yeah, absolutely. She's, she's, she is like a true girl from Chicago. Like, If you ever met Midwestern people, we're like really, really good people. She's extremely down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me and everybody else, if, as long as we were authentic and we were able to have conviction in our performance and that she can feel it and that the audience can feel it, then it's a, everything is good. As long as you're being true to you, she never really said a lot of musical tips. She oh, just really? basically kind of navigated. Yeah, she didn't do that. It was more so like navigating how you need to be as an artist to mm. convey your music to the world, wow. and that was really big for me. It was extremely big. So, and for all of us. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah, that's
4: that's good.
1: great. I thought she would be really adamant about like technique, and you need to do this
4: and this and that. So that was good. She gave a little, uh, like little pointers of different things, but it was more so about you just being yourself. Being yourself. okay. Wow. I think that the whole, yeah, our whole team was extremely talented. We could all sing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think she felt sensitive about tampering with our, um, our originality and or what right. makes us us. Mm-hmm. So she made sure she always encouraged what we did. As in, like, if you're gonna be you. Be you 100%. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think that that's like the biggest thing yeah. that she said. I like for that. Office. That's, that's good I I can in hear life, her period, her voice actually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because I don't think they like to uh, mess around with your artistic ability just to try to enhance it. Yeah. When I watch <clears> the <throat> show and, and just give you um, tips mm-hmm. about certain things. Right. About but me, I, I, I would want it all about the breathing and everything. Those are the tips that I need from you, Eric, before we hang up. Well, you up. need yeah, it's a, lot,
5: it's a lot more than breathing, baby.
1: It's a lot more than breathing. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: okay, Eric, this is Mike G again, Jackson, uh, jazz saxophonist. Um, my question Next for key. you is what is your most memorable um, event that took place while you were on The Voice, and how did how did it help you as an artist?
4: Hmm. The most memorable moments of me being on The Voice is when I worked with the band. Mm -hmm. Um, The Voice band is like, Mm -hmm. all of them are like extreme world class musicians. And I came in, like, for the blind, I came in with um, my song and I wanted to arrange it differently because I felt like, oh man, like, this song, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this song justice the way that it was originally done. If I do it the way that I know that I can do it, then maybe I can convey them to like, you know come along with me on the journey and they respected me as a musician and it just made me feel like the things that i arrange, the things that i uh come up with and produce like it can be done in a great quality way mm-hmm. and um so yeah like working with them was just it was mind-blowing they're ex- absolutely amazing musicians some of the best i've worked with in la
2: wow I mean, amazing. the the band is amazing yeah. on, on The Voice. I mean, I, re- I really love it. And the music is quality because yeah. you don't get a chance to hear live bands anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, right. especially if they get a chance to work with you and help you arrange your music. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is super exciting mm-hmm. and, a, and a great experience. Now, May 18th is a special day for you for two reasons. Can you share <laughs> your amazing news with us? I'm super excited about hearing about it.
4: <laughs> oh wow! um, so May eighteenth I graduate with my master's in music and vocal performance. I am a classical voice major at california state University northridge um congratulations and I am putting thank you so much. It's been a long road. and I'm putting out my single on may eighteenth okay, okay. Nice. so you gotta
2: can you give us a little teaser of your single before you hang out
4: i I can't. I can't do it right oh, now. Oh, you can't I'm do it. Oh, okay. There's two songs. Suspense. There's two songs. There's two songs, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, going seesawing back and forth. Like, okay, this will be the one. Nah, uh, this shouldn't <laughs> be one. So, I wanna mm. <laughs> let me do it. Let me just put it out May 18th. Or I'll just put a snippet out, and I'll send it to you guys. Okay, okay that'll be good. I'm so like, Okay, this is what yes. we're talking about. Cool. Thank you
3: for that. Hi, um, this yeah, is Jada. Absolutely. This is Jada speaking. Hi there. Hi, so while you were on The Voice, like, you had a chance to perform with a lot of different contestants who had different, like, styles. Um, I wanted to know how they influenced you as an artist.
1: Oh, that's
4: good. Oh, wow. Um, Ignatius, um, I did my battle with him. Yeah. He is he's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I never do a lot of, like, falsetto singing because I, I just because my voice is already so high, like mm-hmm. it would be kind of uncomfortable in a certain space of my voice to sing in that, in that area. Mm-hmm. But he just, he inspired me to want to, like, really work that register out. Because if you ever heard him, like, he is like a falsetto warrior. Like, he just cuts with his falsetto. Mm-hmm. And um, just being next to somebody that just has that type of craft and makes you want to work harder on yours. And Devon Fleming, who I um, had my knockout with, if you ever listen to Divine, like he has so many great musical choices and choices in what he does in a performance. Mm-hmm. And um, like just from jazz to gospel, like his melody lines, like you sit and you think that you're like in a master class listening to him. Mm-hmm. And um that really inspired me to just strengthen my ear more. And I thought I had a strong ear, but then when I was working with Divine, I was like, Man, this this man's ear is hecka strong. So yeah, he's him and Ignatius really inspired me a lot while I was
1: on the show. Okay. So, since The Voice, musically speaking, what have you been doing and what can we look forward to you after your single on the 18th?
4: Well, since The Voice, I have been working on this project. Um, it's an EP. Um, Seven songs, seven um, records, and i am really excited about it because it's going to be—it's going to be the introduction that I felt like I didn't get when I was on The Voice. Because if anyone watched it, I was montage during the blind, so it didn't really tell my story or, you know, where I come from and things of that nature. So I want this project to be the introduction of my um, me as an artist. Um, since The Voice, I've done a lot of session work. I've done um, a lot of uh, charity events and things of that nature. I just recently came back from um, Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas. I was at uh, Kansas State University performing there for um, the students and um, also just trying to just graduate from Cal State. So that's basically well, it's kind of like yeah. been, yeah, right. just a little bit.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it okay Eric is yeah. my turn now yeah. okay so yeah. now I'm super excited because I have gotten permission to sing mm, mm, mm. so okay. help, us, help us. <laughs> you ready Eric I'm I'm so excited about yes, this I'm so ready so okay it, because uh, just say if I was one of your students and just give me like a really easy song to sing that we could sing together what song would you pick for me
4: okay um gosh let's see
2: it could
4: be let's anything do... from a nursery. Go ahead. What is it? A nursery. You said a nursery rhyme?
2: It could be any song. I'll sing any song with you. You just tell me. I'm gonna
4: follow you. <laughs> okay. Sing. Let's let's do it like Sister Egg. Sing Mary had a little lamb.
2: Okay, we can sing that. I, that's fine with me, because I'm I'm a game for anything. Okay.
4: Tell me when you're ready. Okay. I'm gonna let you start um, and I'm gonna, gonna follow start you. You gonna let me start it? Okay. I'm gonna let you start. Mary, Mary had a, a little, little lamb. lamb. A little bit tell you can't sing. I know.
2: Come on, let's do it. I'm
4: ready. ready? You won't bitch. That's Thanks. the first thing. You 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 okay,
2: Eric, okay, no, nice. let's try it again. <laughs> now I'm getting really serious. Get it, so nice. way, let me t- I'm taking my <laughs> okay. glasses off too. Okay, I'm ready You gotta go take, take your glasses off. Yes. Okay, Eric, go ahead.
1: Okay. And sing louder because we can't hear.
2: Mary had a little lamb, little <laughs> lamb, little. Wait, I'm laughing now. Wait. Mm. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mm. Mary had a little lamb. My His feet was mm. white
4: as snow. How was that? Poor lamb. Poor lamb. You no, know, that was very. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> that was very Kojic. Kojic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's exactly.
1: Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Hey, eric, how can people follow you on social media? <laughs> um,
4: so on Instagram, Eric.lin. <laughs> eric. So that's E-R-I-C. L-Y-N And on Facebook, it's Eric Lynn. I have a website, www.ericlynn.com. And on Twitter, Eric Lynn Music.
1: Eric Lynn Music. All right. Well, Eric, man, we wish you mm-hmm. the very best. We'll be following. You. We're waiting on May that's 18th. Different. Yeah. Oh, wait! Wait for our snippet I sniff it too. Exactly.
2: Right, and now I get the chance to say that I had an opportunity to sing with one of the um, contestants on The Voice. You How too. about that? Boom! Absolutely.
1: The closest, thank you, Eric. <laughs> you get to The Voice, but awesome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it I on Instagram again?
4: Next time, Eric, thank you. He said, "What was it on Instagram again?" Um Eric.lin, E R I C dot L
1: Y N. All right. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Thanks, Eric.
5: Absolutely, you guys too. Thank you. All right, All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Good luck to you, man.
2: That was so exciting. I cannot believe that I had that opportunity. I can't believe
5: you sing. yeah.
2: I will sing at any
4: moment, cold I or see.
1: not. I see. So, in news, <laughs> see, Starbucks, you're a big Starbucks person. Uh-oh. I see. Whoa. You're still at Starbucks. We're still at Starbucks. So, how do you feel about what happened this week?
2: I was very upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody knows that I love Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I got, like, almost $200 this Christmas in gift cards mm-hmm. um, for Starbucks. But I was very upset about it, to the point where I um, was thinking about not going to Starbucks anymore because I can't believe that that happened. I mean, they were just in there waiting for um, one of their business partners. They were right. just sitting there, and they got... Blackball because they were just sitting there waiting and because they didn't buy anything.
1: I want to know a question. Was it packed? Were they taking up space that customers needed or was it not? No, nope. so. it, was it, oh, okay. it wasn't packed.
2: You know, and I thought that that was just totally disgusting that mm. they were, what is the word, targeted. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, for just sitting at the Starbucks. And the thing of it is, is you can go to any Starbucks, especially I love going to the Starbucks in New York City mm. um, mm-hmm. because it's a hodgepodge of people there from mm-hmm. all different nationalities are mm-hmm. sitting there. I mean, there's French, Romanian, mm-hmm. um, Spanish, black, white, just a hodgepodge of people in in Starbucks all the time. Right. So I didn't understand their reasoning for doing that. I mean, did you feel threatened because they were sitting there and they didn't order anything? What was the reason? Well, you know, I they ended up getting was fired. Too. Yeah, what was it? My, I, I just, just didn't understand. Right.
5: Were they, they suspicious this of them? Is this isolated incident or is this company policy Well,
2: from my understanding cuz I watched the news this morning on Good uh. Morning America and they were saying that this is this has happened at this particular Starbucks several times
0: uh-huh. that people have
2: been targeted at this particular Starbucks several times and, and the
1: manager is no longer there, right?
2: The the manager is no longer there and the people that Whoever the um, security or whatever? No, the person that called it in mm-hmm. um, is no longer there either. And oh, then okay. the CEO of the company came out and made a statement right, uh, and apologized because I, I just I was just appalled.
1: And now on, what, May 29th, they're closing 8,000 of the company's U.S. locations to train 175,000 employees on um, bias and promote inclusion and help
2: prevent discrimination. And that, that's what I don't understand because though. in Starbucks, I mean, it, it's like a very diverse place to hang out. You know, so much diversity in Starbucks. Now, when I go to my Starbucks, shout out to my Starbucks on Independence, um, I don't even have to give my order. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walk in there, they know exactly what I want. And most importantly, they always, they call me queen and they write queen on my cup. Mm-hmm. I can send oh, one wow. of my employees <laughs> in the store and they'll say to start the order. And they're like, oh, is this for queen? Yes. So, I mean, it's very friendly. I mean, uh, even when I go to the Starbucks in New Jersey, they remember me, mm-hmm. and they do the same thing, and they know my order. And it's just, I just didn't understand it.
5: Yeah, I think it was a bad apple. Honestly. Bad I apple. really do.
1: Have you, either of you, any of you, ever experienced any type of discrimination or microaggressions?
2: I think something like that. I like,
1: just did.
5: You mean at I did too. Just no, just general? period
1: lately. Oh yeah, at Walmart I did. You know how they have the self checkout? Yes. There was a Asian lady who was, I guess, the the one that worked there, and all the stations were full. But Justin and I, we were ringing up our groceries, and she, I saw her out of the corner of my eye. She was slowly walking so she could be right beside us, making sure that we were ringing up everything and yeah. everything else. All the other cash re- cash registers, she wasn't looking at them, but she just made sure that she was watching us. And I was like, hmm. I saw, I said I was going to say something, but I didn't say anything. And then the, le- the second time that happened, I did it on myself, there was um, a lady who was shopping, and she had her purse.
2: You at Walmart?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. in the shopping cart. And when I was push- going beside it, because I've had it happen when people see me coming beside them their purse, they grab their purse, or they pull their basket closer to them, and I recognized that, and I didn't want that to happen. So... She was blocking the blocking the way. I went all the way around. The, I went down the next aisle and came up the aisle so that I would avoid having to have her grab her purse. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's something that I shouldn't do. But my yeah. mind registered that was gonna probably be a threat to her—a black man coming by her purse. And right. now
2: I sometimes in a restaurant where um, like I'm sitting like like really too long. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen you wait on this person, that person, mm-hmm. that person. and I'm still sitting here waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So I try not to let my mind go there. Uh-huh. You know, I will say, you know, they're probably just, like, really busy. You know, she's probably overwhelmed. She has a lot of people on her station. But after a while, it will make you think, are they just not paying me attention? This person, <clears throat> they just set this couple down before me, and they're waiting on them. And I've been sitting here, like, like I need to, well, like, where's Waldo type of thing. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Right. So... Um, It's just a shame in this day and age that it's still like that. Mm -hmm. I I just don't understand it. I I mean, I don't understand why people are still like that. And and the world is so diverse Mm -hmm. today. Today. You know, today. You know, you have everybody married to everybody. Everybody's just doing their thing. And you still have this small percentage of people, I can't really say small, um, that still try to hold on to that negativity of prejudice mm-hmm. you know and it just doesn't make any
5: sense and i had a recent i had a recent experience with the police though mm-hmm. really yeah i got pulled over <coughs> at the beach it was on my birthday mm-hmm. me and my cousin and i think i had expired tags but the cop pulled me over on a bike so first thing he rides up on the bike while i'm making a u-turn mm-hmm. flashing his lights in my face and then says take your keys out the ignition take your keys out of ignition i'm like what are you pulling me over for? Mm-hmm. He's like, take the keys out of the ignition. Take the keys out of the ignition. So I took the keys out of the ignition. Doesn't tell me what he's pulling me over for. He's asking for my license and everything. When he comes back, he's like, your t- tags are expired, but uh, uh, you mind if I search the car? I'm like, well, what's your probable cause? Uh-huh. He's talking about you look nervous. He said you look nervous. <laughs> he said I look nervous, right? So then he starts saying, we're going to wait for the dogs unless you let me search the car and all this other stuff. <clears throat> and so... um uh, when I went to court, mm-hmm. the cop ends up lying, talking about he smelled marijuana. What? Yeah. And then the, uh, my my cousin who was with me, he got a lawyer. Uh-huh. And he was like, the, the lawyer said, this is what threw me off. And I'm like, I don't think it's, this is an isolated incident. He says, it won't be the first time a cop lied on the stand. Yeah. And he's a lawyer. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they do you know it all I mean? the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what kind of legal system do we have? Because I really... I've, don't get in trouble or anything like that. I try to stay away from mm-hmm. cops. But when I seen that, I was like, that was definitely targeted. There was yeah. no reason for him to do anything other than write me a ticket. <clears throat> Wasn't speeding. And I'm like, is this how all cops think? Because, you know, the cops came to the Starbucks and they were just ready to go ahead and arrest him. Yeah, yes, they did. Like, what kind yeah, of cop doesn't ask, like, down. why, why now, are you asking them to I listened to, to the leave? guy,
1: and they were saying that they were in there 15 minutes before arrest was made. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what the conversation was, but evidently it wasn't an initial. like I, I, they went in and just arrested him. So I don't know well, what the were conversation for, was. Well, they were
2: waiting for this guy because they were in right. there to talk about real estate. I'm talking
1: about once the police went in to, oh, to, to leave. for Oh, like they, yeah, they wanted them to leave.
2: They wanted them to leave. But the thing of it is, is that on TV there were a lot of white people in that Starbucks, <clears throat> and a lot of them was were yelling and screaming in if you finish. watch it. In, oh, yeah, I the, saw the, that, yeah. yeah like, why are you arresting them? Why they not doing anything, you know? Why are you doing that? And then the next day, they were out all picketing. And, you know, they were just very appalled Mm -hmm. that that happened and, you know, really sticking up for them. And I really like seeing that Mm -hmm. because what is right is right. And they didn't have the right to do that. But like you said about the police officers. Yeah, my brother's a cop in um, Connecticut mm. and they, and it's unfortunately that like, he has to deal with racism inside the police department mm. wow. and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you're supposed to be protected the people and I still have to deal with that inside the police department. It's <clears throat> just course. ridiculous. Of course. But the thing of it is, is that how can you trust the police today? Mm. You know, that's just the thing, you know, are they against all of us? Because you can't, it's just so scary now you know, are you here to protect me or are you going to kill me? What? You, what? You, what's happening? Mm-hmm. So and That's I, what's
3: going on right now. And that's
2: what's going on right now because you can't really, where you could, like when you used to raise your your little kids and be like, you can trust a policeman if something happens to you, just go straight to the police. Now yep. you're scared to go you're to scared. the police. You're yeah. scared to go to the police. Yep. Cause that's like,
3: like most of my friends, like we see they see a cop car, they can be the most innocent person in the world. They just automatically go like, ooh, no. <laughs> it's just we like, Young people don't trust cops anymore, and I feel like the connection is lost from all the movements and whatnot,
2: and I don't know what they need to do. (coughs) And when I remember when Sierra was little, we had gone to Farm Fresh, and she was doing something. She was little, and I was like, Sierra, you always have to behave yourself, because you don't want to get in trouble with the police, because there was a cop there. So the cop was saying to me, you know, we hate it when parents, it's good that you said it, but we hate it when parents tell their kids that, because we don't want them to be afraid of us, because... Uh, we want them to know that we're here to protect them. Well, well they have to look to see be... how
1: they're portrayed in the media. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that would have been your answer. You're nervous, of course. Do you watch the news? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly.
5: <laughs> exactly. And know, it's like
3: the thing with cops, like, it, it is some things because, like, me growing up, I used to go to the summer camp. I used to go to the Powell summer camp and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember Officer Vitek, I'll never forget this. Like, I was like, so – I asked him a general question. I was like, so why do you guys do these camps? I was like, it was my sixth grade year. And I was like, why do you guys do these camps? And it's like, because we are portrayed to most of, it was like mostly black kids are part Mm -hmm. of the camp. He was like, to most black families and whatnot, the cops aren't portrayed in a positive way. And this is our our way of trying to make the next generation trust us. Mm -hmm. But then when you have the innovation of social media and whatnot, it's kind of difficult. So I don't know what they need to do. But they have to do something.
2: They do because I mean,
3: like the the trust was there, but now you see a cop th- the next day like killing somebody for nothing, but just because they're black.
2: I know. Well, when Sierra for the you you so when do. Sierra was little, I was like, so when the cop told me that she's and then she she was so cute. She whispered, she says, "Mom, all the cops do all they do is eat donuts." I was like, no, sir, that's not the only thing they do is eat donuts. They protect us. Because on TV, that's what they betray the cops doing, is sitting in the squad cars eating donuts all day and drinking coffee. Yep. So he started laughing. But, you know, I wish it was. That's all they were doing now was just eating donuts and drinking coffee instead of killing, you know, <coughs> killing, you know, so many people and, you know, having a bad reputation. Because there are good cops out there mm-hmm. today. You know what there, I mean? are. there are. But they're
5: few and far between. Yeah. Right, right. But you know something, though? I think. I think what the owner of Starbucks is doing is a huge step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. But I would have loved to see it before the incident. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Because now he's playing catch up. He's like, "Uh, I know this has happened. So let me do this. But this is to all the companies that are out there now. You should start doing it now. Right. Get ahead of the ball and say, you know what? This is not coming to my company. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know this how we're going to operate, and we're not going to have no racial bias or none of that. Boom.
2: But I agree with you. I'm glad that he stepped up immediately. He didn't wait till like, you know, three months from now. You know, he came right out, apologized, and had a plan of action yeah you know what I mean you shutting down all these stores we're gonna do some training and we this is never gonna happen again because it was it was not right to do. Yeah. so I mean Starbucks, you know they support a lot of um, organization nonprofit organization as well. Um, so I think that and they're all over the place.
5: And Starbucks is almost like chick-fil-a man yeah like their almost, customer yeah, service yeah, is yes this customer
2: service is impeccable because when you I, I when I go to Starbucks on independence and I'm in that line, Those um, cashiers, they know everybody, all the customers by name, and they know exactly what they want to want. They know exactly what they want to order. And I think that that's, like, totally amazing. Can you imagine every day you have more people coming in, but they still take the time to um, recognize their customers? And that's why people keep coming back. Because I don't have to give you your order. You know me by name. Now it's just like one big family in there. And then, then I get a chance to meet um, Is it other still people. Richard
5: Branson, Is this... where? Richard Branson Is, Wasn't he the owner of Starbucks at one time?
2: No, I don't. I don't. He I thought. Ca- the airline. Uh, the, airline um, the airline. Oh but, yeah, Virgin. But Virgin. just like you were saying about Chick Fil A. Now Chick Fil A has amazing customer service. I was just there. I went there yesterday. And they're so nice and polite, and they have their little spiel, and they give you a service with a smile because, of course, you know that I'm in customer service. So, you know, we offer exceptional customer service without exception. That's that's our thing, you know, we I work at Optima. But the thing of it is is that Chick-fil-A, a lot of people model, a lot of companies model their customer service I was Schultz. from um, Chick-fil-A. I think he
3: made a good point, though, like with all the this- – the controversy that came around with it. Once, like all the other companies saw that, I think that now they should start doing precautionary things and getting their people trained.
2: And they mm-hmm. and they probably will. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just. But Chick Fil A is a great model for it. They're always Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is a great model. The service for is always it. good. Service every is always good. If you have any complaints about the food, they fix it right away. That's the same thing with Starbucks because yeah. if you don't like something that they that they if they make your coffee wrong they will automatically give you a gift card, and I really like that. I mean, yeah. I'm love. i a Starbucks
5: fanatic. I'm a Starbucks, fiend. Fiend. Fnatic. Fnatic. I'm a Starbucks fanatic. Um, See, um, Howard Schultz, I think that's, that's the actually the guy that started I guess, or whatever, because mm-hmm. I was reading this book that was talking about it, certain companies, and he was like, he actually was a, a Bartista or something, uh-huh. and he had an idea not just for the coffee, because, you know, Starbucks, they got pretty good coffee. They do. But it's more about okay. the experience that you in there into. Yes. And what he did was duplicate the experience of having exceptional, exceptional customer service along with the coffee. So that's pretty much what the company was founded on. And when stuff like this happens, it's like, whoa. Yes. You know I was I very – like I,
2: I, like I said, I almost fell over when it happened. Like when nuts. I saw Starbucks, I was like, not my Starbucks.
5: Yeah. I was, that's crazy. Starbucks. Not my Starbucks. They really have to filter who they hired too though because – if you hire somebody that just doesn't care and doesn't want to go with the flow of everybody being nice and they can be like, I don't like you because you're black, uh, leave. True. And now, True. boom. Just they think the whole, the whole brand is, you know, tarnished.
1: So did you hear about the presidential candidate that may be running um, in 2020? He's a Democrat. He's an Asian American. <clears throat> Andrew Yang. Um... And he has the platform that he's running on. He wants to give every American $1,000 a month. Um, He's Mm. 43. He was born in upstate New York in 1975. He said he's going to be running as a Democrat. Um, He has this thought of a UBI, which is a universal basic income payment, um, which he calls the Freedom Dividend. Um, He said the most direct and concrete way for the government to improve your life is to send you a check for $1,000 every month and let you spend it um, in whatever manner will benefit you the most. He says the government has plenty of resources. They're just not being distributed enough to people right now. He believes a cash handout will improve the mental well-being of Americans and encourage entrepreneurship. Um, it is possible to overstate the positive impact of $1,000 a month on households around the country. It would take people from a constant mindset of scarcity to a mindset of... It assured survival and possibility. It would transform our society to um, in myriad of positive ways by taking the boot off of people's throats.
2: So my f- okay. first question to that is that am I going to have to pay taxes on that grant?
5: Yes.
1: Okay.
2: So that means I'm probably going to end up with $460. Did you
1: have that $460 to
2: start with? I didn't, but that's that was my first question I wanted to ask. Pay
5: taxes on everything. Yes. That's you're one just, thing in America. You just can't help. No, I mean,
2: I'm fine with it. I'll take, the gra- I'll take it, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted you to can, know.
1: If you get it, you can send it to me. I'll take it.
2: No, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it, but I just wanted to know because he didn't <clears> say, you know, he should have. Mm-hmm. mentioned that in there because when you tell somebody you're just going to, I'm going to send yeah. you $1,000 a month. I wonder where they're going to Yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah, the justification
3: it? of it? Like, yeah. what do you have to have a job in order to get this? Or just if you're an American citizen, automatically if you sign up for this specific thing, you get a $1,000.
1: Okay. Oh, he may Maybe not. it's just
3: a working plan. Yeah. Sounds good. He says it's
1: on his because he's launched his campaign website. Okay. And that's one of the things, one of the tickets that he's he's running on. Mm-hmm.
5: I'm research this.
1: Yeah, there's sounds UBI, interesting. UBI payment. Ubi, right? Yeah, that's I'm
2: gonna that. I'm gonna have to research that because I want to know more about that UBI payment. I think
1: um, an Asian American would have a good chance. Why? Because I think everybody was excited about. I know we were excited about there being an African American. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be Asian a, Americans would be equally. Yes, excited, that's going to be and They would all man up and. Try to get you that person elected, especially enough? if we only have two candidates. Because they're right. saying that Trump's approval ratings are improving for some whatever reason.
2: <laughs> what?
1: His his approval ratings have gone up. I don't think they changed. I, I,
2: what, when did you see that? Because you know, I just watched that. Um, I always say the guy's name wrong. Comey interview. Did you watch that?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I, well, I
1: watched I, I watched a lot of it, but I got home late. Yes. Um.
2: After that it didn't and then after all that tweeting he did after that and if that was an amazing interview. Um and I enjoyed it. I'm definitely gonna buy his book. uh-huh, But I don't know how how in the world could his approval rating go up? <laughs> now with all the scandal, you got the what's her name? Um um what is the girl's name? The scant- the the Does girl he had to fair S- with. S- I, well yeah,
1: they're going up. They said they're at they're, they're the highest they've been now since he's been in office. Wow. Wow. Still that not that good, me. but they're going up. That scares <clears throat> me. That's scary. And they're saying that, you know, he has a good chance of winning re-election. So, he can do
5: what? anything, man. He can do anything, and they will continue to support his him.
2: Attorney, his attorney is in trouble now because of him. You know, he might end up losing his license and everything because of him, but he still says that no matter what, he's going to protect him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But you and know what? And I don't what? understand how his approval rating is going up with all the things that he's doing.
5: You know what? It comes down to what, what Tyler Perry alluded to in acrimony. It comes down to money. And it's sad. And Jay-Z talked about it. He was, he was like, well, have you looked at the unemployment rate, Jay-Z? It's down <laughs> further than it was before. He's like, you don't, you don't pay me more and treat me worse. Like, that's not going to promote a healthy society. Mm-hmm. So going to what that guy's talking about, it's, it's equalizing the playing field as far as money, monetary, mm-hmm. monetary. So if it's like people try to manipulate you through money, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I But if everybody has $1,000 a month to play with and be an entrepreneur and business-wise, you can't manipulate my decisions on saying, the unemployment rate's down, though. Uh, I know we're about to go to war, but the unemployment mm-hmm. rate Right. Down.
3: Right, but the that's rate was his, down that's his initial argument. <laughs> that's his initial argument.
5: I'm like giving so? more people
3: jobs, but still causing chaos throughout the world. That's yeah. basically what he stands for.
5: Well, <laughs> that's your
3: president. So yep, we that's have the only president. President. And and president. If
1: y'all sit home again, <laughs> he will be your president in 2020. Come vote. Come
5: on here. Please vote. Tell and it. And
2: I went to sleep because I was like, oh, I knew that we had it in the bag. So say I went to sleep, and when I woke up this morning, yeah. that next morning, I was so upset. I, I I really wanted to call him to work that day because I was just mortified because I, I was like, mm-hmm. "Are you guys <clears> sure that this is happening?" Yeah, it was I bad. couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah,
3: his inauguration was bad and everything. It felt like a funeral.
5: But you know what? It it really is sad, and but I think he he knew who his target market was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like racism. Like, how are you going to target people that are excited? Because you know when they had that, what was it, the Klu Klux Klan mm-hmm. rally? Mm-hmm. I'm like, where all these people come from? Yeah, that's because of what what Like,
1: just, It just made me sad <laughs> because it really... I mean, I wasn't naive to the fact that racism existed, but right. he was just so blatant in a lot of things yes. that he said. And the belief that so many people went out and voted for him, it just made exactly. me more aware mm. of my surroundings and people who I sit and stand with wow. and exactly. next to every day. But, yeah. you know,
2: they're constantly gunning for him because they yeah. really want, because he's such an embarrassment, mm. you know, they, they're, they're gunning for him because they really, they're really trying to impeach him. Even though you said his race, they're really trying to get him out of that office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think he's going with the
1: plan whatever plan they they (laughs) probably yeah (laughs) right exactly he's going rogue
2: right yeah Yeah. Yeah. he is going rogue but they're really trying to get him out of there Uh, because just like um Comey said he was like I don't think that I forgot his words exactly but what he said I don't think that he should be president because he doesn't have good morals and values
5: Mm -hmm. wow and
2: um that was a big statement you know a true statement but a very big statement from him yeah but Comey
1: he could Kick rocks because because Hillary would have been president if it wasn't for him. So I have no sympathy for him. Right. If he would have stepped all six foot eight inches. He's six foot eight.
2: Good God. I mean, that guy is like a friggin' giant. I was like, how tall is that dude? And I was like, because Trump only comes up to his waist. I was like, oh my God.
1: That's why he he wears a long tie.
2: Well, he did talk about, uh, now I do have (laughs) to say this before we, he talked about Donald Trump. He called him the Orange Man. When I met him, he looked orange. He had um, white circles around his eyes because you could tell he wasn't tanning. Then he talked about his hair, but most importantly, he said he had small hands. When he said that, <laughs> I was throwing... <laughs> He's
1: trying to sell their book. <laughs> yes,
2: well, that's what he was saying. He yeah. said, because they were like, well, why did you talk about him like that? He was like, because I was being an author, and I mm. wanted to be, paint a visual picture for my readers. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but he was throwing okay. shade right. for
1: real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we have two beautiful women. Yes. From ACHI, Women Supporting Women Association. So I know I have Miss Ivory Morgan Burton here, but I've never met you. What is your name? Mm-hmm.
6: I am Keisha McDaniel, and I'm the president and CEO of Impress Printing and Stationery of Chesapeake, Virginia.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, How long yeah. have you been with ACHI?
7: I am a new member, actually. Okay. So under a
1: month. Under a month.
7: She's also a key sponsor for the Love Yourself Annual Conference coming
1: really? up. All right. Let me ask you a question. So, what, what attracted you to Achi?
6: Well, uh, for me, it's the professionalism of women. It's the support that the women give uh, one another, and uh, definitely Miss Ivory played a major, a major part, a major role in uh, me wanting to be a part of such a wonderful, prestigious organization.
1: Okay. All right. And Ivory, you are. What's your position again? Because you, well, last year you got promoted. In this
7: I'm a district director.
1: Yes, and you cover how many areas?
7: I'm from here all the way up the coastline.
1: All the coastline. Wonderful. Yes. And you started as what? The president? Um,
7: chapter president of uh-huh. the Hampton Roads chapter, uh-huh. and I actually am wearing a dual ha- uh, hat because our. Uh, Vice President took over my position and was unable to fulfill her duties and responsibilities, so I've gone back to being Chapter President and District Director.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. For our listeners, can you explain exactly what ACHI is in, in your purpose for the organization?
7: It is what it says in the title, Women Supporting Women for the Totality of woman, mm. Her Emotional, Physical, and Spiritual Needs. It is about building professionalism and more business for them and helping in every aspect for them to come together. In the sisterhood, crossing all lines of um Adversity and division. Uh, we are a group without race and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly. truly, yeah. so truly sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And our chapter, we're really proud of it because we are diverse, and um, nobody's involved with anybody <coughs> looking at anything but the heart of the person.
1: Right. Right. How many chapters do you have?
7: Yeah. T- tw- uh, Ten, growing into twelve shortly. Really, that's wonderful. And. and and that's just not—that's not my chapter. That's including Include. Hampton Roads and all the chapters. We've got Atlanta, Maryland, the Carolinas, Virginia. We've got a brand new chapter in Richmond and another chapter in uh, the peninsula.
1: Okay, um, Atlanta—is that considered your your headquarters? Yes. All right. Okay. Awesome.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay, so the Love Yourself Women's Annual Conference 2018. When and where is this going to be hosted?
7: It'll be May 18th, 19th, and 20th at the Renaissance Hotel in Portsmouth.
2: Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm
7: we so will excited. kick off Friday night with the fashion show. Let's talk about the man that's hosting the yeah, fashion yeah. show. Yeah, Hello. So
1: exactly. Excited. <laughs> excited about that.
7: Yes. Uh, Mr. Will Strayhorn himself, Extraordinaire, will be hosting uh, the fashion show. Diana Ramos will be co-hosting with him. Yes. We have three dynamic people on the red carpet, so everybody should come and flash their fashion and discuss that. Um, Ron Cook is the fashion show manager and the producer, so he's handling, yes, he's Extraordinaire himself. Yes. And one of the things that we're doing on Saturday, then we have the glow-up sessions with speakers and participants that are coming in to share and speak local talent for our panelists luncheon on saturday so we have five dynamic professional women that will be sharing with q a and um, we have a gentleman that's going to be the facilitator over the panel discussion which we hope he'll ask the tough questions that's mike chandler From uh, soul music, yes, and so we we have so much local talent here that um, we've kept it in the family locally. Um, On Saturday, that's what's happening, and then ladies will get a break after the lunch at about two, two thirty, and. They'll have an opportunity to get the ferry and go downtown Norfolk and hopefully sightsee, see the new hotel uh, renovations and the things that are going on there and do some shopping. Then we'll come back Saturday evening for a pre function hour and then we'll have the banquet with the pinning of the members and all the activities that go on there. And drum roll, if you please. Will Strayhorn, Ron Cook, and um, Jason Charles of Jay's Creations will all be being honored as men who support women and awarded that.
2: Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of my brother Will. I'm going to be right there, front and center supporting you all the way i'm so excited thank you thank you, you thank you <laughs> money.
7: well i'm looking forward to all these gorgeous women in the room with me strutting their stuff on the red carpet in the evening our theme is caribbean yes and we're encouraging <laughs> bright tropical colors cruise wear and definitely wear your headpieces okay. your caribbean headpieces
1: are you having a contest for best hairpiece headpiece
7: we have done a lot of other contests. We have uh-huh. contests for the vendors, you know. We might as well go cool. there, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't
1: wait. That's why I can't wait to see how creative people are.
7: I think it'll be really, really great. Uh, we had a class from the Hampton Roads chapter, and we made the Caribbean headpieces and taught a class and had a great turnout and a lot of fun with doing that. Okay. All right.
5: Awesome. Hello, Miss Ivory. Hello. My name is Michael Jamil. I'm a local jazz saxophonist and producer, and I want to know where can we get tickets that's stay important.
7: We've got them online through Eventbrite. Eventbrite. And it's simply by the title uh, Achi Women Supporting Women, you should be able to connect. Uh, if you go to our Facebook group page or www.wswassociation.com, all the links are there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, for the people who are listening consi- who are considering coming to your event, you, you mentioned some of the night events. What are some of your daytime workshops? What type of things can people look to learn?
7: the glow up session in the morning kicks off with three professional makeup artists, Candace Roush, you all know her expert Mm -hmm. expertise. And she has two dynamic women that will be joining her and they will be talking about the power of the million dollar appearance. And then, uh, Anderson who walks the red carpet and works with people like Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. is coming to us from DC and she will be talking about building your brand. And, um, pulling out all the stops to be able to market your professional business. And then the panelists each are from their component. Um, we have the um, Commonwealth. I want to s- do this right now. It's the Commonwealth city attorney, the prosecuting attorney. She will be with us. And I brought my cheat sheet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephanie Morales, who oh, yeah, is the Commonwealth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Cheryl Tan, you know, is phenomenal at branding and marketing. Uh, We also have Tanya Monroe, who's with Real Estate, and Mary Glenn Fisher, who is with Five Ring Financial, who works specifically at Buildings Women's Finances. And I know you all know Maya. Mm-hmm. of uh, Maya Walburn-Houlihan, yeah. who recently, with um, the House of Maya, yeah. Yeah. regretfully it crumbled, but she is such a phenomenal power and expert on how to keep your business intact, and she's bringing us inspired by Maya. Oh, so uh, the tough questions and the things about building your business, the questions professionals want to know, everybody can always learn something from somebody else. Right. So they will be the powerhouse for the luncheon. And when you buy your ticket to attend anything on Friday, your lunch is included.
5: Oh, the lunch is included. That's good. Is it just for women?
7: No, no, no. Um, We're certainly having a lot of men attend and participate. The doors are always open. We love men because you support us. And we definitely want to recognize all of those that have Mm -hmm. helped and assisted us. And one of the things I've tried to do for the conference this year, because my own company, I'm I'm doing several roles. I'm also the planner and helping put it together uh, as a sponsor. One of the things that's happening is, putting men in positions so the ladies can enjoy themselves and be able to, uh, actually not have to get up and go do anything. They've done so much work, and the Hampton Roads chapter, the Richmond chapter, as well as the Peninsula, have worked diligently, and our sisters from the District 10 of the Carolinas and Atlanta, and all of them have worked diligently to put everything together. So we want them to be able to come and relax and really enjoy themselves. So please know that men are welcome. And we have some phenomenal surprises that will be being done for you gentlemen.
1: Wow. That sounds good. But we're not giving
7: up. Everything we know, okay. (laughs) I was just
2: getting ready to see if we can just get a little hint of because you know, I love surprises. Oh, yeah, just a little hint.
0: A
7: little hint. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just put it this way come ready to see the horn tooted. Oh, Oh,
1: wonderful! Wonderful! Wonderful. That that was a great hint. I I went to your event last year. I, I, I was my flight, I had some issues, but I was at your event in Georgia last year. So I know it took probably all of this year to get ready for this year. What's next for Achi? What can we look forward? You guys are always, I like Achi. I love Achi because you guys always put on first-class productions. And I've said that before. If any, anything I know that you guys are going to say from, the, from the, your lunches that you have when you're doing your nominations to your award ceremony, it's always going to be top class. So what's, what can we expect after the awards? Have you started working on that?
7: Well, when we left Atlanta, we began working on this event. Uh And growth and development, bringing women together for sisterhood, the real sense of supporting one another and crossing boundaries and bonding together and having relationships. The biggest factor is growing chapters, being, as they say, steady Mm -hmm. as she goes. Um, The awards gala will be expanding. We'll have Richmond start having awards, Maryland and D.C. and all of those. So it's growth and really solidifying this area, this market.
1: Right, all right, all right. So, And you're still taking mem- People can join at you any time, right?
7: Absolutely. Membership is $65 a year. Okay. So it's extremely affordable. Mm. And the goal is to get everyone in, but it's not about the money as much. It's about the purpose and the goal. And we have a mentoring program uh, with professional women that have the heart and the mindset and already are mentors in their own right. Um, Our mentoring program, for example, in Hampton Roads, she's already a professional mentor. She does this. And her components are counseling and coaching. So we are putting together a mentoring program and uh, education through webinars and things of that nature that will continually grow with workshops and things of that nature. That's
2: That's
3: really good. Because We need
7: that. We've got to grow. Um, the, one of the things that you were talking about previously when we came in the room, it's about ending the lines of demarcation. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, despite my ethnic background, I've now experienced being the only white woman in the room. Despite that I'm not. Mm -hmm. But when they look at me, they stereotype us by our appearance. And depending on what culture and what country you're in or what demographics in the United States, they'll label you. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to stamp out, stomp out, and eradicate any type of division Mm -hmm. for any reason. Mm So we are a very diverse group and embracing women for their heart and for their compassion and for the fact that they have the heart to help someone else. Mm -hmm. We always are looking to have someone succeed us to be more successful. We've got to be the cheerleaders, the coaches and the Mm -hmm. counselors to say you can do it. Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome, awesome. What haven't we asked you that you can offer? Anything else you want to say about the event?
7: Looking forward Just to it. Just coming. Uh, vendors. We uh, had such a demand for vendors. We've opened the space for five more vendors. Okay. And um, you'll be exclusive in your product line and what you're doing. And we're having a contest. You were talking about contest. Mm. We've got grand prize of, of the table that has the best Caribbean theme and the most creativity and some other, uh, you know, components to judge. Okay. And then we have first, second, and third place the opportunity to come and have a great time, win a, win a prize, enjoy yourself. And just, as you know, when you were in Atlanta, you leave so inspired yeah. and so encouraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to also talk about our sponsor okay. that's with us with Impress, because she is impressive. And Acacia is going to have our programs and all of our paperwork oh, wow. and all of the things that will identify and keep you focused on where you are and what's going on. And she's got some surprises and collaboration and some wonderful things. We've reached into the community to, to love on those that are already here.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. Anytime, Achi's doing something. I've always said I was the unofficial male member of Achi anyway. So I want to thank <laughs> you. Thank You're your our brother. brother. I'm the brother. Okay. The brother. <laughs> he is. He's a brother, thank brother. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. I really, really thank appreciate you. it. Kudos thank you. Guys. Thank you so much. I love You're it. welcome. Thank you guys.
7: I brought presents for you guys. Ooh, you oh, oh, Presents. presents. I brought the cookbooks from the Hampton Roads Chapter Fundraiser
0: Ooh, oh, for everybody. I like to cook and
7: the
5: cook. They didn't know I like to cook. The
7: big prize is a getaway in Vegas. For expenses yeah. for the raffle tickets, they're a dollar each. But because we love you guys, we're going to give you some raffle tickets.
5: Really? Oh, wow. Thank you.
7: Fill them out and give them back I'm to me so I a, can put you in the I drawing. The I'm just All claiming right, thank that.
5: Thank you. I'm claiming the winnings.
7: Well, um, the, the prize for the Hampton Roads chapter was drawn on Monday night. It uh-huh. was. A treasure chest chunk oh, yeah. full of mm-hmm. awesome things valued at $1,500. And now the big raffle drawing, which is the grand prize, is the getaway to Las Vegas. Ooh. And that's the main drawing. And that will be drawn during the fashion show on Friday night. Did okay. everybody yeah. get tickets? Yes, we did. You need to I put some so prayer oil on these tickets. You said some prayer oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And did everybody get
0: cookbooks? Yes. Yes, yes we did yes. thank you so much thank, thank you presents yes she does awesome Her well you lovely. give good ones too yes yeah.
1: thank you <laughs>
7: we appreciate thank you, you for having us no I problem. am grateful and appreciative thank, thank, thank you. you
1: thank you so much no problem okay guys did you hear about Bill Cosby the Bill Cosby oh, case
5: God. no wow. so
1: Janice Dickerson Yeah. another one no Janice Dickerson she testified but um, she admitted that she concocted she made her it story, yeah, Ooh. made up the story that was in her book. Um, so she testified, and it says she took the witness stand in the courtroom, and under cross-examination, Cosby's attorney um, confronted her and talked about her book from 2002, right. No Lifeguard on Duty. He held up a copy of the book and cited a few passages, and she acknowledged that she concocted stories in the book in order to get a bigger she Much-needed paycheck. Yes. Wow. Um, She said it's all a fabrication there because I wanted the paycheck for my kids. Um, She added that she she used her poetic license with her life story. Um, she said and he said, So you made things up to get a paycheck and she said yes.
2: And ruined somebody's life and yeah, career yeah. On, on top. So two. are you
1: so su- are you surprised at this? Do you think there are other people who have concocted? Yes. That? Oh yeah, plenty.
2: Now you know me. Absolutely. I think all those all people are telling them. the truth. You think so? Oh, no, wow. they're, no, they're not. I mean I just when I read that, I thought that that was just awful for what she did. You mm. know what I mean? Because you're trying to get notoriety. And she money. was one of the loudest ones. Yes, wow. she was. She was one of the loudest ones. Yeah. And you, you tried to get night? money uh, to exploit Bill Cosby, and you um and that was wrong. And
1: I know? want to say back in the day, didn't he, did someone pay her? Did he pay her three point he something?
2: Oh,
1: okay. Three point something million.
2: Was it? Was it Jan? It wasn't Janice. So was it?
1: I want to say it was Janice. Hold on, I can look that up. Real quick.
2: I thought it was the. I thought it was um, um, the lady that looked like um, Howard Stern.
1: <laughs> the what? I can't say. <laughs> the lady who
2: looked like Howard. Stern. <laughs> the one that's suing him now. I can't. I mean, what's her name? I, that's terrible that I said that. But, um, I I just that when I read this, but that really is helping his case though. Yeah, because they're going to be like, how many more people? are trying to exploit um, Bill Cosby uh-huh. um, and really not telling the truth. So that really put a big... Yeah, he wanted a check case.
1: for $35, 35 million. Man, I know it wasn't 35 It couldn't... Well, he was guilty. <laughs> he did 35. Oh, my
2: God.
1: I thought it was three point five, which is still a lot of money.
2: But, but um, he paid Janice that, Janice... that or whatever name is that amount of money, Janet?
1: Janice Dickerson. Janice
2: Dickerson? Yeah, you remember her? her? Yes, from because um, she was on Tyra she Banks. She was on, mo- yeah, exactly. On Tyra Banks' show. Mm-hmm. But she's so, I mean, everything is swollen on her. She has so much blowfish. Have you seen her lately? Wow. Yeah, she looks like a duck. She looks like a blowfish.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that someone would pay if they didn't do it? I to think make something go away? Yeah. That could be big. It's kind of like taking a plea. I don't
3: see anyone who looks like Howard Stern
1: because sometimes,
3: like, <laughs> so you, you
5: hear those stories <laughs> where they pl- they'll take a plea without even doing the crime.
1: Do you think someone would take, if someone was innocent, do you think someone would pay someone money just to make them go away? Do you think
2: they would?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen it happen before where somebody could not be, have done anything wrong mm-hmm. in a crime. And you, you,
2: and they get so scared they
3: just yeah take the plea they plan. take the plea
5: yeah and so it's like just let me be free. You see it again. on
2: um on law and order all the time yeah. when they're like well TV just shows, you know just say that you did this thus and so and mm. you'll get he's like they're like no I'm not saying that because I'm not guilty but if you go to trial you go to trial mm-hmm.
3: you get fifty plus you're, years you're gonna
2: get like x amount of yeah. years so why take your chance to go to trial and just say that you're yeah. guilty for this the lesser crime than taking a chance to go on trial and get, like, X amount of years.
5: Mm-hmm. Especially well, when you got as much money as Bill Cosby. Yeah.
2: I don't think Bill Cosby has that much money left, do you think? Well, we'll Maybe not now.
1: You, you going to look it up? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they're
2: trying to shave his reputation. His
7: re- his yes. Yeah, exactly. Because he was the first of, uh, the ground. Okay. You're right. <laughs> because they're trying to 20 steal 20. his thunder and the fact of his reputation and what he had... As, a, as an image right. he was forerunner and it's part of the major plan to go back to division mm-hmm. and conflict mm-hmm. and from, with, yeah. from within exactly. um, there was a conversation not too long ago that there's so much dirt within certain communities and guidelines mm-hmm. and people need to band together and to work if we, have, we stand behind this kind of negativity then we fall for it yeah. there's a lot of men and women, I'm sure, that are incarcerated that were not guilty. But as Paula said, they took the lesser charge yeah. in order to at least know that the light was at the end of and the tunnel and they could get out. Yeah. But you know there's all kinds of things that go on. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. And I think that, you know, as far as Bill calls, I know that he, he feels um, a lot of remorse. I'm really going to say that because of all that he put his family through, his wife, he just lost his daughter for God's sakes, you know what I mean? And here he goes again, you know, going through this trial again because they had a, what was it, a hung jury maybe? Is that what happened? Is that why they're doing this again?
1: Was it a hung jury? Was it a hung jury? not sure. Initially, I'm not sure, yeah.
2: Okay, but nevertheless, you know, the guy's 80 years old. He has dementia. uh, And um, he can't see. What, what is your purpose uh. in trying to ridicule him more? I mean, he like Ivory said, you know, he, a, he built a, a, an amazing brand for himself. He did a lot for the African-American community, opened the doors for a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying that everything he did was right. I'm not saying that he didn't drug these women. But what I am saying is that in that business, like she said, in that community— There's a lot of dirt that goes on in that community. But in that dirt, there's growth and opportunity for your careers because that's what you're doing it for to heighten your career. Am I saying it's right? That's where the whole Me Too movement is coming in because the women saying no more. But at the end of the day, Mm. I still have a problem with why now? Why now? Do you
7: really think he had to go that far? He was a popular man. He still is. At, yeah. the, at the peak of his career, if a woman thought he would perhaps uh, support her in her own career moves, there's been a lot of them in Hollywood that did, did not want to be intimate, but a lot of them have been.
3: Right, uh, Because exactly. it
7: was a career move. It was strategic. I mean, it was a career
2: move.
3: It was strategic.
7: It, I mean, come on. Opening your legs does get you benefits. Wow, right. It
2: does, real... it, does, it does get you benefits. But the thing of it is is that now that I'm, um, we're talking about this, so, women talk. So,
5: oh, I'm talk.
2: sure that <laughs> it was in the rumor mill that Bill Cosby drugs women. You know what I'm saying? They put a little something in the drink. You know what I mean? And I know that a lot of women probably have heard that because they, they're going to say. They're going to talk about it. So, if this is out in the rumor mill and you know that he has a, a um, habit of doing something like mm. that, why, why put yourself in that position to 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 um, take part in that when you know that that's his M.O. That's his motive of operation. Because everybody has a motive of operation an M.O. So that was his. So probably a lot of women knew it because it happened to quite a few women. Mm-hmm. So you know that that was something he was capable of doing. So why so put you yourself they in a position? Into it? That's what
5: I'm saying. It's a different time too, though. It wasn't 2000. And- You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like '80s,
7: people were doing cocaine
5: regularly. Mm -hmm. I
7: still want to know why they didn't address it when it was going on. That's
2: what I'm saying. Why Why wait now? now? Why? That's what I'm saying. Elderly. That's that's what I'm saying. My question: What what, what is your purpose? What are you going to get out of Bill Cosby? You got money from him. All of them got money. Wow. But what more do you want from him?
6: I think it's basically to strip him. Of the notoriety and the yeah. prestige that he has had, uh, because when we look at the Cosby Show and the family that uh, he and Felicia Rashad represented for us as African Americans, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the culture, the culture that we're we're up against now, it's to discredit us. Um, you know, race. There, there is a lot of racial tension. There, you know, and I don't think that it's by coincidence mm-hmm. that they would wait until Bill Cosby is up in age to to bring this out.
5: Mm-hmm. Wow,
1: well, he's still worth four hundred million.
2: Yeah, he's worth four hundred million dollars, but I think. I, even though he's worth four hundred million dollars, they're destroying his, he's they're, they're his, his legacy.
1: Yeah, he's, it's he's his legacy. lost much more. He's yeah. lost much he, more. He, than They called him what America's Dad at one yeah. point.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's why it's good to have some dirt on your name as soon as you come in. That's why I like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Mike I cheated." Yeah, uh huh. I'm sorry. Get it out there before he anybody gets out there. He ain't gonna blackmail me no more. Yeah. So okay. now you know I you're mean, free. That's true.
7: What? <laughs> Think Speaking about it. There's so many they're trying to trash yeah. and destroy. Um, Obama said not too long ago, if I didn't do anything, why are they trying to stay- change it? <laughs> well, yeah. It? Yeah. You, if you didn't do anything, why are you even trying to make a change? Mm-hmm. Ah. So anything I, I think just said it really very well yeah.
4: wow.
2: it's
7: about destruction mm-hmm. of the image and the brand yeah. and, and the group mm-hmm. If you, it's easier to tear people down than it is to build them up absolutely
2: but, mm-hmm. and we're take good so, at that we're good it's no at work people down. Mm-hmm. We're really good you gotta
7: take the high road mm-hmm. and if you can't say something our mothers all taught us don't say don't anything, say anything. No. um I have one person in my life that as long as I've known her 20-plus years, I've never heard or utter a negative word about another human being. It is a possibility. I have not achieved that goal. <laughs> see, my skill is I'll talk about you to your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's uh-huh. just the legacy. It's the division. Mm-hmm. It's the strife and contention to pull down the quality mm-hmm. and the caliber and the, uh, the excellence that's been done. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Well, this is terrible. I was going to segue into something else, but being that you said that, um, I was in a barbershop last week, and they were talking about the guy had had a party, and he was saying that no one supported him. So they got on the issue on support and why we should support each other and why we don't support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, they, they were going back and forth and made some good points. Um, and I researched it, and it was just like even history books can confirm how long black people have been in competition with one another. Divided by skin complexion as house and field Negroes, we were forced to create segregation within our own race. Trickling down from generation to generation, black people seem to still embody this desire to compete and tear one another down. Could this be why black people don't support each other? It says the Mexican and Chinese cultures will come over to the United States and perfect their crafts just to return back to their homes and give back. They continuously support their people in any endeavor they attempt to pursue. Unlike other races where they are prideful of their people, no matter the socioeconomic status or difference in skin complexion, black people rather separate the haves and the have-nots within their race. Mm. Do you find that? You know, we've had a discussion where I, I felt like I could have been supported more by people who I, were, I was in group with or in mm-hmm. socialization yeah, sure. with and mm-hmm. other people that made the competition I mean the, the, the word that it was competition they were afraid of competition, they were afraid of help you because you may do better than them mm-hmm. so um, do, you, do you think that's one reason why, do, number one, do you think we don't support one another
5: I do think that, I don't think it's a, a matter of not supporting one another I think it's a matter of sabotaging one another because I, I I read a lot, and I think some people think there's a shortage shortage of success. Mm. Mm. It's almost like if you're going out for the basketball team and there's only five positions, mm-hmm. they think it's only five slots here, mm. and one of us are going to get it. Yeah. So I can't befriend you right. because I got to get that spot. Mm-hmm. But like as far as supporting black-owned businesses, I look at it as just supporting businesses in general that are quality. Because yeah. I know what happens, man, with that is people say... Well, they can have trashy burgers, they can have bad service, but just because it's a black owner, I'm supposed to go spend my money there. Yeah, we but had to like, talk about that. Yeah, no. it like, no. like Exactly, right.
1: <laughs> like, you need to give me a good product. Right. Right. right.
2: I mean, that's true. I, I, we were talking about, uh, I, I'll just go stay with the restaurant. Now, there's like, there's some soul food restaurants that open, and when they open, it's like, with a bang gusto, the food is amazing, it's spilling over, you know, the the, qu- the quantity is just amazing, the food is great, but as the months progress, the food gets, I don't know why uh, they always do that, the food gets less, you get less food, the quality is not as good, the food is not that great
1: it's not
2: consistent it's no well, consistency and that's why the restaurants don't stay in business that long like i've been going to um, my friend introduced me to this restaurant called um, was it amazing, amazing. oh amazing, amazing. I've been right there. so um great restaurant the food is the food, the food is, is amazing great. the food is amazing yeah, it is. um I'm just hoping that I mean the lady that owns it has a, an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard some of her background. She has an amazing story, a success story. Um, but the thing of it is, is that what bothers me about this particular restaurant is that on they don't open on Mondays because they're slammed on Sundays, mm-hmm. slammed on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I understand that you don't open on Mondays, but on Tuesdays you open up. You open up at noon. But the thing of it is, is that I got there at noon. You didn't open the doors like twelve fifteen, and then the food is not ready. You understand what I'm saying? So you're calling to try to get the orders in, the place of order, so I can pick it up at noon because you open at noon. But there's nobody there to answer the phone. Uh-huh. So are you saying that even though you, your doors don't open at noon, you don't have any staff in there either? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A smart, a smart business owner said, "No, I don't open till noon, but you can go ahead and place your order. So when my doors open, right. you can come get your food. Uh-huh. So yeah. now in my mind, I'm thinking, so are you giving me leftover food from Sunday because ain't, no, there's nobody in there <laughs> that's yeah. cooking. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the food tastes like that.
1: So and, and they expect you to support them just because. Yes.
2: Okay. But the food is is good from is Wednesday the, on, but I'm just I'm just nervous about the food on Tuesdays. Right. <laughs> She lied, you. Lied. <laughs> she is cracking up. I <laughs> I, 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 I
6: think <laughs> I, I think that we as African Americans, we um, we struggle sometimes with operating in excellence. And there's mm-hmm, nothing wrong mm-hmm. with getting a mentor or looking at corporate business. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about about my company is that we, we help people. We, we try to, we don't try. We help people promote with excellence. Mm-hmm. And so we don't just uh, take your order and let you represent your business, you know, looking happy. tail for lack of a better word, Um, we like to help businesses increase brand visibility and promote with excellence. And so I'm saying that to say that sometimes you need a hand holder. You need somebody to walk you through. You need somebody that maybe has worked at a mainstream (coughs) restaurant to Mm -hmm. say exactly your staff needs to be in place an hour before you open to prepare food so that when you open at noon, you all are, you're decked, your food is prepared, it's fresh, it's clean, your staff is pleasant, they have smiles, they're ready, and they're attentive mm-hmm. to be able to secure that business on Tuesday as fresh <laughs> as it will be on Wednesday. Exactly. On
2: Wednesday. Exactly. Okay. exactly. exactly. But I, I think right, that we man. just lack, it, it's just the customer <laughs> service. I am big, big, big on customer service. And I think that... Before you open the business, like she said, you need to have a mentor come in to, to talk about customer service, to talk about the importance because it's, it's the business that's coming in, but it's that repeat business that's mm. going to keep you going in that word of mouth. Mm. And that is key because I, I did an education at, for some wait staff at a restaurant because I, they really don't understand the importance of customer service. Just going to somebody, checking on the table, see how they're doing, watching. Because you need to sit back. You need to watch your table to see if they need anything, all of that stuff. I mean, just a, just a large component of it. But we lack customer service because, you know, you'd be like, I'm tired. I've been on my feet all day. They need to hurry don't up. Say we. Okay, I'm not going to say we. Okay, <laughs> I don't like when you generalize. Okay, I, I, I didn't mean to generalize. Some, yeah. some of us, some of us. So, and Will knows how I am when I go to restaurants. Ain't so,
0: very very
7: very anal. you are yes You're what? Anal. my whole life is anal. <laughs> <laughs> i think you shouldn't do anything on the planet if you don't do it with a spirit of excellence absolutely uh-huh. i complain Ooh, on, all yeah. the time no shortcuts mm-hmm. no making do uh-huh. no limitations mm-hmm. we get a mindset that surpasses our authenticity that we want to my husband in ministry who is African American said ghetto we need to come out of it cuz mm-hmm. we think we're getting over uh-huh. and it, and and it's a, a mindset of yeah, it's not where it's not where you live it's not where you've grown up it's about your personal choice mm-hmm. and i think we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to look within and make a decision for ourselves i cringe that you only want to support each allies. Uh. We have people that we wouldn't be where we are in any ethnicity had we not had somebody else that was an ally. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's had a struggle should understand that. Mm -hmm. Be it LGBT, be it uh, African-American, be it Asian, be anything. Everybody's had a struggle. We're human. And I don't want to support somebody because they've got a specific spot. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to support them because they have a spirit of excellence and they're willing to go the extra mile, as Paula says, yeah, customer service, big time. Mm-hmm. Big you time. know what? So Thanks, Harvey. My biggest
1: supporters, <laughs> and I hate to say it, and no, I don't hate to say it, my, my biggest supporters have always been non-black and okay. I used to get ridiculed early in my business because they said that I cater or I was a sellout. But I mean, my I, it was my natural inclination of course to go to my people. But my biggest support, especially paying support has always come from people who were non-black.
6: I can attest to that as well. Yeah. Um uh, we we serve nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. uh, businesses, small businesses, and corporate uh-huh. um, and entrepreneurs. But I can say the majority of our business has been through government contracts, mm-hmm. and it's been nationwide business. Mm-hmm. The majority of our business doesn't come from you know the local entrepreneur mm-hmm. or uh, Hampton Roads. So you know, right, right, right now right, in right. particular, and that client base. That will pay, yeah, you know, right. happy with the service, you know, they not, tr- not, not trying to get a deal,
0: my, yeah, not exactly. trying to sit Try you, to do, they you do, know?
7: do You think they come asking for a discount because of the tonality, and you they look oh, at I you know and so. they go, yeah, oh, saying, yeah, they don't
1: mind telling you that. Oh yeah, yeah. no, help Sid. a brother out,
2: help, help a yeah, yeah, yeah. can I get a break? Can yeah. I get a discount. Yeah. but the thing of it is, is that I think when we when you're starting off you know what I mean, you're going to give those breaks because you're hoping that they they will spread, talk about your business word of mouth.
6: Absolutely. But I
2: think that we put ourselves in a box because we're just looking to, you know, that black group of people to support us. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking that we are, instead of having our mind think, we're worldwide. Like, yes. when people start businesses, they're worldwide. They're not like, oh, I'm just going to go to all the white people and they're going to support me. No, I want all the dollars because mm-hmm. that money has no color. Mm-hmm. Right. You yep. see what I'm saying? Exactly. I want all the dollars. And I think that when we start off, that's 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 our problem. That's why, like, some of the boutiques don't make, like, those small businesses, you know what I mean? Because you're just in that area, mm-hmm. um, and that's what you're, you're target-based. You're not thinking... I need all the money. You know, like that money that Target's getting, I want I want those dollars. Right. You know, so when you limit yourself, you're only going to get limited dollars. So, and that's one thing that I that I have learned about making your business diverse so you can get all the dollars. Mm-hmm. But when we start off, we're going to, you know, our people, our people. We well, who-
1: I, I don't even think the conversation is going in a direction. I think it's just who chooses to support you.
2: But what I'm saying right, but what I'm saying is I'm gonna support you. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna come to your shop and I'm support you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But the thing of it is is that even though I'm supporting you and you have a lot of support from me, but don't you think that you need to branch out to to make it more diverse? Or are you just gonna look for the support from the African American well, community? I, I, well, uh, I'm just asking.
1: Just in the salon, you don't have to do everything to succeed. There are people who just do weeds and they have a full living on it. Yeah. Right. You don't have to do everything.
2: Right.
1: I mean, doctors even specialize. You can so target you, a market. Yeah, you, t- you do target. You, you specialize in a certain area. You don't have to do everything to succeed.
7: But I mean, when you talk, That is true. When you talk about your people, what about us that belong to more than one category? Yeah. What's well, our people? Mm-hmm. Because for me, there's nobody necessarily my people mm-hmm. if I'm going just by um, you know, bloodline, mm-hmm. skin tone, and and the dynamics of that. What are we looking for in business? What are we wanting Close out of business? Line, yeah. What do we want to spend our money for? I want to invest anything I spend, feeling I got a good deal for my dollar. Mm-hmm. Where I'm always, I mean, sales are one thing and discounts are another. But when you go and you lay out a hundred dollars for a meal, or you go buy that dress for a grand, it's not what you're looking for because of the skin persons that sold it to you, or the color of the owner of the shop, you're looking to walk away feeling it was well invested. Mm-hmm. And some of the things... I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you think about it, some of the shops that people want to shop at are not minority owned. Mm-hmm. The Versace and, you know, mm-hmm. some of these Dior's and the dresses and the image. It and, and as a culture, don't you think it's about the brand name? Look at the tennis shoe phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big outcry and stuff. So it's a, also the symbol of Prestige that comes with it for willing to spend it.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, do you think true. poverty has something to do with
7: it? Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, not
5: all black people aren't poor, but uh, it's a large percentage of, of African American people that are in poverty or near poverty. And if you are stressing out about paying the bills or this and that, because I talked to my uncle about this. He was talking about residual income. Mm-hmm. He was like, when you have wealth that comes every month, and you're, you don't have to stress about money, you are investing with another mindset. You're not like, uh, okay, got to pay the water. Uh, I got to pay yeah. my rent. I got to pay my car note. And you said your CDs is how much, son? Right. And uh, uh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Versus you're like... That's a good point. The rent's paid, or the mm-hmm. mortgage paid, car paid. I got a yacht. How, oh, $10? Uh, go get the, the, get the bag of money I got over there. Boom, here mm-hmm. you go. You know what I mean? They're going to support you a little bit more. They're not going to ask for no type of discounts a lot of times when you
7: <laughs> But satisfied. wealthy people hold on to their money, too, and they think about investing it. They spend less overall mm-hmm. because they're looking for quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we read the books like Thick, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich and How To. Mm-hmm. But how you think it, so is he. Mm-hmm. So if we think poverty, we bring and draw yeah. poverty because of our mindset. Mm-hmm. Everything we become a product of by how we think. Mm -hmm. And if we can break the mindset of how we think about money, then that in itself can bring a change. Mm -hmm. And as a a culture, there's also been that mindset to make people think they were broke. Mm -hmm. The value of what we really have, the love, the The family, the unity, the relationships, the creativity, the uniqueness, um, as a superior race, because when you look at books like um, America's Gift to, you know, uh, Africa's Gift to America, and some of the literature, and some of the real dynamic people that have been hidden in history mm. that were African American, that's been hidden, and those traits and all that's been covered up to keep people ignorant mm. to their own heritage, it's not taught, it's not shared, and it's been a form of brainwashing, because it was murdered and killed out of a group of people. right. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, ladies, once again, thank ladies you. Thank powerful. you for participating in our powerful. chat. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm on thank the warpath about this matter. I am so
7: over, over it. Uh-huh. I grew up with racism. Mm-hmm. They did short of everything but burn a cross in our front yard. I was three years old when my mother, being Caucasian, married my stepdad, who was African American. College education, his family was well to do. She did not marry him. But love. Uh-huh. And short of the clan burning crosses in our farting yard, mm. and they may have, I just didn't know about it. Mm. So I grew up with this. We The first name we ever got called was half breed. Mm. Mm. So my thought, and, and that was my stepdad. That was daddy. Mm. I didn't care what color he was, he was a good man, and he raised me. And I've reached the point of when's it going to end? I really thought I would see it in my lifetime. Yeah. I and, did too. And now it's worse than ever.
1: Yeah. It's mm. crazy. It uh, comes
5: We'll continue this on, this on next hitting. week. Yeah. We'll continue this next week. We'll put it in the closet week. like it was the Christmas uh, ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. We're going to yeah. leave it's this in out. here for out. one
1: day. Michael, do you have anything coming up that you want to share with people?
5: Yes, I do. I have an uh, event coming up on May the 8th at 7.30. It's a right. am uh, auditioning for the Shag Fest. Oh, uh, okay. The winner okay. performs okay. for Pharrell, opens up yeah. for Pharrell. Okay. So I've been selling tickets. It's $10 tickets. Um. I do have an event bright as well, okay. so people can find it on there. But it's gonna be crazy, man! It's a Virginia's for lovers theme. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I got you know deals for y'all here though, okay. yeah, obviously. But um, I'm having a live band. Okay, I'm having um, dancers, a DJ. So we're doing it big. That's good. It's going to be really nice. The Haygood Skating Center. Okay. In Virginia. Oh,
1: I went skating there a couple of weeks. Yes, what do sure. you have coming up? I know you're hosting an event in May. I'm
2: hosting an event in May, mm-hmm. um, on May 20th. Mm-hmm. The Power Brunch. I'm really looking forward to um, emceeing that event. I'm definitely looking forward to May 19th, the um, Kidney Walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be supporting you yeah, there, so I'm really super excited. Got some things coming up in June. I'm just looking forward to doing doing my thing, so I'm really excited.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome! So m- make sure you tune in next week, the 25th, which is our last show for the season, and our last show for a while. I'm taking a break. So we're
2: gonna have to party it up. We're gonna
1: party, party yeah. We're and gonna bring party. some cupcakes. Yeah. So make sure you tune Champagne. in. Until then, everybody, make sure okay. that you be blessed.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's Face It. Critics and audiences are cheering for Bumblebee. It's an incredible 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Light it the perfect blend of action, heart, and humor. Not just a great Transformers movie, a great movie, period. Bumblebee, now playing. Rated PG 13.